Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 54. And today we are going to be doing a special marathon for you guys. We um, killed through nine films, which is um, easy. Not, I mean, it was it's not of, easy. It's not it's easy to do just it for you guys. We didn't even do it the extra week, guys. We're still yeah. on time. So this we is did. the pain that <laughs> so, we Some had of us through. actually had to travel in between that, too. Yeah. So. yeah, so it's kind of miraculous. Also, uh, so we're doing a Fast and Furious marathon. So that's uh, one through eight, and also the spinoff film, Hobbs and Shaw, that was just released. So you're going to get a. Breakdown of all nine films here in a marathon. And before we do start here, we do want to let you know that for basically for each movie, we're going to be giving you a description of the film, directed by, starring, who's the villain overall, what we thought, and kind of who we'd recommend it, and some thoughts on each one. So very similar to how we did the Mission Impossible movies and Harry Potter marathon. So uh, before we go any further as well, just to let you know, it is also very hot today. Yes. Extremely. So we have the AC running, and you probably hear that slight hum in the back here. Uh, I'm going to try to compress most of it out during editing, but we are doing that just purely just so that we are a bit more comfortable doing this, especially if we're going to be reviewing, mini-reviewing nine films. So yeah. apologies on the audio quality on this one, guys, but it is very hot out here in California. So. My apartment gets very hot very fast. So. Heat wave 3.0 yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we are that. just all three shirtless and just going to just sweat it out and get <laughs> the thing done. So <laughs> James, is uh, I can see his underpants, and they're getting a little moist. Well, Nabil just took off his underwear. So. I wish he was joking. I wish he was. Uh, without further ado, guys, though, um, please enjoy this, our Fast and Furious Marathon. Okay, so starting it out here, I'm going to start it out. So we are going to start with the first film in the franchise, The Fast and the Furious. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Let's go for a little ride. What 
you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. So this movie came out in 2001. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score for this one, we're going to give it to you guys just to kind of prove to you that some of these films are just uh, not that good. It's show 50, how great these movies 53%. are. 53%. This film actually takes place theoretically in 2004. Uh, if you're following along the strange, convoluted uh, Fast and Furious timeline. Uh, the IMD description here, guys, is Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor must decide whether where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent undercover to destroy. This is directed by Rob Cohen. He did Dragonheart in 1996, XXX in 2002, Stealth in 2005, and The Hurricane Heist in 2018. I saw that film. That explains a lot. That's the only reason I even left that in there, because I was like, <laughs> Nibble saw that last one. <laughs> Um, this stars Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, Jordana Brewster as Mia Toretto, Chad Lindbergh as Jesse, Johnny Strong as Leon, who is a uh, fun fact, never mentioned again in the series after this no. movie. No. And uh, Matt Schultz as Vince. Uh, the villain in this one is played by Rick Yoon. He is Johnny Tran. A, mem- a memorable quote from this one is when Dominic beats Brian in a race and tells him, you almost had me, you never had me, you never had your car. He went closer <laughs> into the voice. <laughs> you almost did the voice. I don't voice. know what to Whatever, we're going to have a quote for each one. I tried to pick the corniest one in each one, by the way, guys. Uh, so, overall, guys, um, what did you think of this movie, Nabil? And uh, what what's your memories of watching this movie? Well, well, I remember watching it and thinking how cool the cars were. Okay. And watching it again, did I you see still, it in theaters? I did. I saw it in theaters. Okay, and I still think the cars are really cool. Watching they all are. that, there, it's it's the racing scenes are really awesome. The story is not as uh, good as it I hasn't remembered. aged well. Yeah, it's, it, it's very thin. The plot and like the reason that yeah, the reason that they're bad, uh, uh, Dom and and family, is because of uh, no real sense. I mean, you don't really see anything. Just in there to be cool. Yeah, it's really like doesn't make any sense. Okay. But yeah. uh, what about you, Marco? I I saw this movie in theaters also. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I never, yeah, just I a heads up, I did not see this in theaters. Oh, really? I, no, I saw it on DVD. We, we're a little bit wiser here, a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I'm i with Nabil. At first I thought, well, the cars are really cool, and it's kind of nice that it's all a premise based around racing, yeah. you know, and an undercover cop just trying to take down illegal street racing. And uh, for, yeah. for I, mean, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys know this, but there was like a little quote unquote underground racing scene in Fairfield Two or a wannabe was, one. Yeah. It, it was it was yeah. really sad. I never went to one of these, but oh, I, I, I heard I, I was pretty well known. Call me Marcus. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah. a tuner and shit. Yeah, I do remember this was kind of the they start of the Latin flame. Really, like a lot of that um, people getting really into cars for some reason. Maybe yeah. it just became more of like aware of it. But I feel like after this movie, a lot it, of people started kind of like tricking cars out, and as ghetto it was, as it, it was, was or, it was around yeah. that era. This the movie's very much dated, like Nabil said. The music it, you have like techno music or EDM at it's every scene. Yeah. Yeah. It it does a lot of that fast paced uh, camera switching, Fast and Furious, where uh, where <laughs> yeah, where they, where they do this weird sound effect and the camera snaps to like another scene or something. Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay did a lot of that in their earlier films, like they, in they, uh, the State. They popularized that um, like and Bad Boys so aesthetic. fast that yeah. it's like yeah. everything around them, the the world's blurry, blurry and shit. Especially yeah. when they use the NOS. Okay, oh. dude, the NOS shit was sight though. It's still cool. Yeah, it's so I mean, the the racing was good. Like, the plot, yeah, it's just completely. Bonkers and just 
this not is not that good, but yeah. Overall, like I could recommend it because it's it, you know it's the start of the series. Yeah. For one, you get to know most of the main characters, which is cool, and just for for nostalgia purposes, I guess. I mean, if you were into the movie when you first saw it, or if you're getting into the series and you're into Cars, I guess like you can enjoy it. But other than that, yeah, the movie has not aged well. Yeah, um, for me, like I said, I saw it on DVD, and it's one of those movies where I think even as a kid, I was like, "This is pretty bad." <laughs> like I didn't. This, this is probably like actually it. one of the few DVDs that James has seen. I know. So. I mean, back in the day, it was all DVDs. <laughs> Two thousand one, bro. So I mean, like Paul Walker didn't. He wasn't the best actor too. And no, I remember no, no, at the no. time, I was like, "This dude cannot act to save his fucking life, man." Had that but boy's smile a, though. Yeah, there's a sort of like heart to this movie though, and it, especially seeing it now after. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. At this point, and the further it goes away from the racing, I think it was actually helped this kind of franchise out, truthfully. But it it has good characters, though. Like, Dom is, like, a character, I would say, is that guy that you meet, and you're like, man, I kind of want to hang out with that guy. You know, like, yeah. you want to be, you want, you, you, he's very likable. Him and Brian are pretty likable characters. He, he's a man of principle, and it shows. Like, yeah. he doesn't, it's not his like, moral He's not ambiguity. a great person, don't get me wrong. No, he, he's a his, criminal. Ex- oh, exactly, it. but he, he has his code. Yeah. He has lines that he won't cross and lines that he will, obviously. But he sort of even, like, mentors, like, Brian into, like, the world that he's part of. And it's like, this is what I'm part of. And, you know, the whole cop thing's kind of I mean, weird. I think, to me, that Dom picking up Brian so quickly seemed kind of odd. And also, Brian revealing that he's a cop was also very quickly, like, everything uh, progressed pretty fastly. Though. And I thought d- that d- was kind d- of d- odd. Depends. I think it has to do more with the storytelling to build yeah. more than the, the timing. But, but I, once I agree, again, it it's just, very 2001, how they true. do the story. Like, this could have been a one-and-done sh- like movie. Oh, yeah, true. definitely. I kind of do like the reveal, though, where it happens in an emergency situation. He's yeah. trying to save someone's life, and it just comes out. Rather than something more dramatic, like, oh, I'm a cop, or something like well, that. Well, they, they kind of... Vince they is actually right about him the whole time, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, the he's only person cop. they should be trusting. You gonna go to every garage out here and check everyone's cars? I'm like, I guess they And are. really, his, his only real crime is that he also had a crush on Mia. That's it. I yeah. yeah, in a way, it's funny because he's like, "Where are you gonna take me?" And I'm like, "Oh, this chick." And then Vince is just kind of creepy in a way with that see-through shirt. <laughs> hey, bro, it's a style, bro. 2001 was, I mean, but it takes place in 2004. <laughs> I, it doesn't I, make it, sense. I'm though. remembering it as like a mesh shirt. It's a mesh. It's, it's, it's a mesh like a shirt. Right? shirt. Yeah. yeah, he's just like one of those weirdos. Like, I'm like, dude, are your nipples pierced? Bro, too, are you man? going to Nine Inch Nails concert? What's going on? <laughs> bro, are you going to rave after this? Everyone's just sweating too. There's, there's like a sort of orange tinge to this entire movie. That There's, LA heat, yeah. man. You ever see that? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of too. Good. They actually yeah. muted the colors of houses too, I guess, to yeah. kind of give off to show the cars off better. By the way, yeah. And then they also did it to kind of show that like it's hot as fuck during this thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, some notable cameos I saw in there. We have Jaw Rule randomly in this movie. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to have a bigger role down the line, but didn't because he thought he was bigger than he was. Other than <laughs> that, I mean, anything else stand out? This is a pretty straightforward film, I think. No, I mean, the action set piece at the end when they're trying to do the heist on the truck Yeah, was really, like, the only really cool scene aside from the races. I did, like, I, the initial it, scene with Brian and Dom racing, too. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that yeah. was also Just really cool. Just because a lot of callbacks eventually to that scene. But, but the, the little action that it did have, I think, still lives up and is still pretty cool. It's, it's in tune to how the rest of the movies in the series play out, where you yeah. have this overly played out action sequence that would never really work in real life i mean truthfully like this is probably the more realistic 
of the um of the yeah of the, the more grounded it is much more well grounded which is kind of it's one of the most grounded because eventually down the line it gets to the point like this is getting fucking ridiculous yeah. oh okay so let's move on to our next one the next film is too fast too furious time is time for the week to go He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. What's his deal? I got a problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bro. Started in, uh, or came out in 2003. That's actually started uh, technically still in 2004 in their Fast and Furious timeline. It's got a 36% Rotten Tomatoes, so you know that's a really <laughs> that's big quite a score. <laughs> it's the third lowest one, or second to the lowest one, I think. So the premise here, former cop Brian O'Connor is called upon to bust a dangerous criminal, and he recruits the help of a former childhood friend and street racer who has a chance to redeem himself. This is directed by John Singleton. He did Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy, and Four Brothers. Uh, one of the notable re- returning characters was, of course, Paul Walker. He's Maybe. basically the only one. He's, other he's than the police chief. Wait, time out. Is this the same director that did Boys in the Hood? Yes, yeah. it is. And, really? Uh, he did pass away, I believe, a year ago as well. So that'd be oh, the, I did not know that. Yeah. Yes, John he, he, he yeah. did. I, I did know yeah. that. But I, wow. Mm-hmm. Night, night and day. Night and day. Boys yeah, in the Hood in this movie is just night and day, man. Yeah. And then you almost see like Four Brothers, and you're like, oh, I get it. That one actually wasn't that bad. Actually, yeah, I like that one. That one's pretty good. Uh, New starring characters, Tyrese Gibson as Roman Pierce, uh, Eva Mendez as Monica Fuentes, Ludacris as Tej, and Devon Aoki as Suki. So, uh, who's the big bad villain in this role? Cole Hauser. He's uh, playing Carter Verone. Yeah, I guess. And, yeah, I guess, I mean, sure. And it's, okay, <laughs> the, the, these fucking I mean, names. He's supposed man. to be Hispanic. I don't know. Memorable <laughs> quote, Brian. He says, "I said, forget about a cup." <laughs> I had a, I had a. Oh, bro. Shit. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian gets very. He dumbs down his slang and tries to be. I don't know, like to like match Tyrese. Yeah, he's like, his, I'm his cool. Level. I'm street. <laughs> It's, it's, his acting has not improved in this movie. He's definitely ran away with the whole cop thing. He said, I'm not a cop anymore. Acting is worse in this movie. Yeah, but it's yeah. bad. Okay. So um, there was also a prequel <laughs> to this, or a prelude, I guess, technically. Sorry, this one is just too funny. <laughs> it's pretty bad. There's a lot to go over. Oh, uh, so let's just start with the prelude. James, what are your thoughts on Turbocharged? I mean, it, it technically gaps the... It's only like five or six minutes. It gaps the events of Brian leaving... Oh, by the way, just a heads up. I guess we should have said this too. We're going to spoil all these movies, oh, yeah. including Hobbs and Shaw. So, this in- it's a this is an entire spoiler blanket warning for the entire. Um, so you got review. an extra week yeah, to so see either, it. So you either listen to us or you put this shit on pause right now and go watch. <laughs> yeah, it. go watch nine movies. Come go back to go us. down what we call the uh, the James Ring. Uh, <laughs> the James Ring. I just special. find out. I just try to find marathons of movies that uh, like Nabil or Marco haven't the seen. I'm like, yeah, we'll good. watch all nine of those. Um, go down the so rabbit basically, hole. Basically. I mean, it connects it. So Dom, uh, Brian lets Dom go at the end of the first movie. Yep. And this basically just shows you that Brian's on the run and he's wanted, and he makes his silent film. Dope. No, ass I was gonna say it's a pretty good modern silent. Dope film. ass soundtrack, though. You know, it's just a techno thing going on again. Just... But he definitely <laughs> like 
It shows that he makes that skyline. I <laughs> he guess. does make the skyline. Which you was see supposed where the cars to be, from. for what I recall, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious was coming out. Yeah. It made it look like that was going to be like a really big deal. Yeah, I know. His skyline, because it was so dope. I was like, oh my god, that's a heck of, that's an expensive-ass car. And then, nope, not really. So, uh, I mean, I could we, you could probably skip it. Technically, there's only two short films that are like... I mean, unless yeah. you really want to know how he got that car <laughs> and how he got to Florida... It's yeah. basically showing him on the run from uh, California to Florida. That's literally it. And that's There's nothing else is. to it. So I, I will say this. It does show how he excels as a prominent racer and how he learns from the first movie. Because I, I in guess. the second one, he's like this badass. He does do a lot more And it goes from the yeah. first movie being sort of a novice, mediocre racer to being like a badass. See, but by then, I could have just been like, I could, I would have just assumed like, he must have got better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, don't need this, I don't need this silent film. I guess it's kind of like the me. same where they, they know Kung Fu and shit by like the sixth and seventh movie. Yeah, just like, like, oh, okay. Just like how like Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, you're just like, oh, he must be just be getting better at being <laughs> a Jedi. A master. <laughs> yeah, I'll just accept that. I don't need a silent film I to can, tell me that. Right? I can fill in the blanks. Yeah. So what about your thoughts on the actual film? Uh, my thoughts on the actual film. So, history on this, I didn't see this one in theaters either, by the way. I also saw, this <laughs> saw on that DVD, one in theaters as well. Full screen. So, um, <laughs> this I mean, one I'm is, impressed by wait, how many DVDs you've you seen. You saw it now. on DVD full screen the first time? Yeah, we didn't have widescreen back oh. then, bro. This is in 2002, guys. Was you understand? Is a four is a four three ratio, bro. Yeah, four three ratio. Tense. This is 17 fucking years you ago. You didn't do the bars. At the I was top just like to 12 or 13. No, I back then I, I thought that was annoying. I was like, oh my shit, <laughs> oh, shit. cut <laughs> that shit off, bro. Fill in my screen. <laughs> this is probably the one of the weaker of the series of films because I think it really hurt. It's strange as much as corny as Dom is. He really does add something to these movies. Yeah, it's it's definitely a core uh, like filling of the of the yeah. lore as him and, is like. And I will together. say once again, we have a very like simplified plot to the whole point. Yeah. Like I think Carter Verone is kind of a joke of a bad guy too. He's just kind of like one of those menacing Miami dudes. It's like <laughs> I'm a gangster and I'm having these guys bring drugs or whatever the fuck it is. I don't even remember this. He's point. a fucking caricature, man. That's you know, he, he reminded me when I saw him again uh, of the Mission Impossible Two bad guy. He is. Yeah, he's basically that. Very yeah. similar, very yeah. similar, mm-hmm. and it's funny. But the, the way this movie was shot, it—I was telling you guys, like, it almost has like a made-for-DVD quality, kind of, like yeah. straight to film, like not like a this was in theaters, like it's this would have been a straight to Netflix. This was the spinoff movie yeah. or yeah. some shit, you know. But it's not. And they were just gonna focus on Brian's. Like we could just focus. I on I mean, it—it's a the only cool thing is I guess because Roman and Tej are like introduced in this film, yeah. and then they come back two films later. So or three films later. Sorry. Yeah, that's um, that's probably the best part about this. movie. That's probably the best thing, and it kind of just shows that Brian went off on his own adventure. Yeah. Originally, this movie they were gonna have uh, Vin Diesel come back. They had two versions of the script for this movie, so there's one version what had Dom come back and uh, one version without him. So and even Vin Diesel just is like, no, he read the script and was like, this is <laughs> terrible. terrible. Wow, so, that was and that's Vin Diesel. So um, overall, it's definitely there are some cool. I will say there are some cool uh, scenes with the cars, though. Yeah. yeah. Especially this is the one where you finally get to see them like really pull off that going under the truck kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of like famous, and they kind of call back to it later on. True. And but it does get pretty fucking like with the muscle car scene. It's like it's a little Dukes of Hazardy near the end. I mean, he even calls it out though. He's like, "Are we?" Just I think Roman does Roman yeah. say it or someone yeah, says Roman it? Some it. Dukes of Hazardy. Shit. And I'm like, "Yep, pretty much right on the button." Uh, but overall, I mean, eh, this is not like a good one. Yeah, I saw this one. I did see this one in theaters, actually. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Both you guys I were was, street racing in I was, the 707. <laughs> man, they they got me on that Kool-Aid, man. It was 
seemed like a good flavor. And the uh, clutch out like, yeah, no, I could drive a stick too, guys. It's like, check out what I'm going to do with my Corolla here. <laughs> He's like, I did a power slide. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. It, yeah, I, I agree with you, James, with everything you said. It's The movie's a footnote at best. It's, it's like, did they lose guy. money? Like, was did they have less of a budget? No, it actually did. It, well, they probably no, had less of a budget. It looks like it less make money. money. It might have not been though. Yeah, but Tyrese, uh, his character Roman Pierce was really good in the movie, or it was a good introduction to him. His character really wasn't that good in this movie. He's, he was just. It's like the beginner's version of Roman. Like, yeah. hey, you're gonna be a little bit too over the top. He's just gonna yeah. be throwing out one-liners and stuff. He's that's, that's about he's it. One liner, dude. Yeah. I could have chose. One of his quotes for any of these fucking memorable lines, just to let you know. We hungry. Doctor said I have a fast metabolism. Okay, thanks, Robin. That's crazy, man. Ejecto seat. <laughs> Shit like that, guys. But I remember it 17 years later, so obviously it's right? hitting me pretty hard. But yeah, aside from the really cool action sequences with the cars going underneath the trucks, that whole scene where they have all the cars, like, flush out the police and yeah, they're all coming cool. out of the garage that was pretty cool that yeah was but it was, once again it's like this is you can definitely see it coming now but when i was a, a kid or when i was i guess a teenager when this came oh, out yeah, actually you know what no i was fuck i was i think i was in college when this fucking movie came out i was like well i didn't see that coming but uh, i was 16 i was 13 right on okay let's not let's not <laughs> throw numbers in there boys okay what are you talking about? Four, i mean yeah. wait 2003 2004 or 2003 i'm sorry you're yeah right. see what are you talking about sir but this movie also hasn't aged well. There's still a lot this of the techno music. Well at all. Actually, I disagree. I like the soundtrack in this one because Ludacris did a lot his of songs. Too fast, okay, too his fast Too Fast, Too Furious song, I will say. It was pretty... I was bad. like, okay. It was okay. His, I mean, he had way better songs than that. I mean, yeah, but for this movie, it was like, it's like Too Fast. Too furious. And Eva Mendes just phoning it in. She's, I mean, typical. Dude, she's literally sleeping through her lines. Yeah. She's, She's not even necessary movie. in this movie. No, no, not at all. Once again, I mean, we don't the really Fast and Furious franchise has either. kind of had a weakness of not very strong female protagonists. Well, it's kind, it's kind of sad that end, the but, returning yeah. the returning FBI guy from the first movie is probably the best actor in the entire film. I mean, which yeah. is funny that he's nicer to Brian in this movie because he was such a dick to him in the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now he's kind of like, let him, like let I guess him, I gotta be. His let mentor. him breathe a little bit, and he's always yeah. eating. I'm like, why are they all the black? I'm like, bro, it's because of him that uh, Dom got away in the first one. So why you be nice to him? Right? He's why like, the switch? We're gonna just grab this card of our own character, this caricature of uh, Scarface, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> basically, washed up Scarface. Yeah, white, whiter version of Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Well, what did you think though, Nabil? Uh, I mean. Let's be honest. It's terrible. Yeah, I think to me, bad. it's the worst film in the franchise. But Agreed. did you? This is where I hit it, and I was like, "Fuck, these are gonna be rough." I start this is, when I saw this one. I was like, "I forget." It gets worse for a while. But um, I don't know. After the third drink, I was like, "All right, yeah, it's on." Pretty bad. Yeah. But I did. I did like. I forgot how they introduced Roman Pierce, and I was like, "Oh, that's different." The Derby. Yeah, the Derby. I was like, "Okay, that's not too bad." Watching it again. Ankle monitor. Um, Eva Mendez. I don't understand her motivation. Can't really tell why they're trying to make her seem like a femme fatale almost. Like you're not doing anything. She doesn't do anything. You know? um, but again, cars were cool, and I like the soundtrack. So I was all for it. Oh man, he's like, I love this Miami shit, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Okay, I don't have anything else to say about this one, guys. Let's move on to the next film. All right, and the third film in the franchise is The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Ready. Set up. Go! Go! 
called drifting. What do you mean, drift? The cars are lighter. The tires are slick. When you drift, if you ain't out of control, you ain't in control. So this movie came out in 2006. I'm not sure if that's the year it's supposed to take place because there was a lot of retconning after this movie. It takes place but, in 2014, apparently. Yeah, apparently. It, it, yeah, it's 2014. We'll see. Ish. I don't, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, you'll see when we talk about the other movies. The Rotten Tomatoes score on this one is a whopping 38%, so Solid. it just barely beats the right. second Which one. Which I think is a little too low, by the way. I agree. If they're doing yeah. it solely on Lucas Black's uh, acting, then I agree with that score. Uh, but otherwise... Agree, disagree on that. <laughs> wow, Nabil. Jeez, a lot of hate. Lot so, of hate. the premise of this movie is a teenager becomes a major competitor in the world of drift racing after moving in with his father in Tokyo to avoid a jail sentence in America, which makes... Absolutely no sense. No fucking no, no, sense. No, 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 no. Yeah, at all. Did they mention he's forty-three? <laughs> <laughs> so J- James, uh, James Lucas a- Black looks old as fuck. <laughs> in this movie. He's got stubble. When I was a kid, though, I bought it. I was like, mm, maybe he's like nineteen, but he's J- supposed yeah, to be 17. James has no mercy on this dude. He's age. supposed to be seventeen. Yeah. No, agreed. That has not aged well. It's it's in the period of time. When they were casting these like 30, 40 year olds to play like young kids, like uh, it happened Spider-Man in movies. And shit like that. Oh yeah, like, Spider Man, The Faculty, uh, a whole bunch of other freaking. I, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. All those movies, Scream. I'm like, Drew Barrymore, you're not 17. I'm sorry, you're not selling me on this one. So this movie was directed by Justin Lin, who did Annapolis in 2006, Star Trek Beyond in 2016. And that's all about all the notable movies that he's done that we can mention. So I didn't know he's, he, he's done all he's four done all of the, the fucking ones. Yeah. He's done all the fast. Yeah, movies, I was. So that's, yeah. he, he, he's going to be mentioned. His again. whole life's been blocked off by these movies, yeah. basically. So this movie has the returning characters of Dominic Tretto, played by Vin Diesel, and that's only at the end. It's a really short cameo and a, quite a nice surprise, if you ask me. And it stars the new characters of Lucas Black, played by Sean Boswell. Uh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sean Boswell played by Lucas Black. Lucas Black is his own character. Yeah. <laughs> Twinkie played by Bow Wow. Neela played by Nat- Natalie Kelly. And Han played by Sun Kang. So the villain in this movie is DK played by Brian T. And DK stands for Drift King. The memorable quote comes from Twinkie in this one, which is, do you know what DK means? And Sean Boswell says, Donkey Kong. <laughs> With the accent. With the twang. Donkey Kong? <laughs> and that should tell you everything about as, this movie. Wait, as the elevator doors are closing. Mm-hmm. And he's my, about to race the guy. <laughs> yeah. So, let's start with you again, Bill. What did you think about this one? Again? Cars were great. Do you hate this movie? I don't hate the movie, um, especially watching it again. But I will say that I'll say this has the strongest story of the first, you know, trilogy of which the three. Which is not hard to do. Yeah, I mean. which really isn't hard that hard to beat. And I really kind of like the idea of like Brian T uh, is the uh, DK. He's not really in the Yakuza, but wants to be, and it's like uh, Han is kind like of a in that, yeah. Well, his, in a world his so he's uncle's not too, in the Yakuza, right? But he's trying, he's not, trying he's to not earn too involved, his... you know. So it's like the stakes are high, but not that high. So it's not it's PG thirteen stakes, you know. So you yeah. get a feel for the teenagers getting themselves into trouble. Like it's kind of believable, right? Um, I do think that it's weird that Han let him use his car and then wreck it, but 
But he, I mean, Otherwise, he explains yeah, it. He, he, he believed he, he yeah. saw heart in him. That's yeah. why. And he's like finding trust in someone's a lot worth a lot more than a car, basically. And that's it definitely. Of, I mean, watching it again made me want to go to Tokyo. I was like, this, this is cool. I thought you yeah, said it made cool. you want to drift your car. I was like, drift my car in Tokyo. Go 180 miles an we hour and repl- not let the police chase we me. We need to replace the tires again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got to stop doing this, man. <laughs> but yeah, Bawa had no point in this home. Just want to bring that out. Oh, yeah. Bawa's. Yeah, he's, he, he takes home. away from this. Yeah. Yeah. He just throws it all off. Well, what about you, James? What are your thoughts on the film? Uh, so, if, actually, this is the first one I saw in theaters, guys. So. Oh, shit. Uh, just to let you know, as well, I saw this movie the day after I uh, graduated high school. Oh. So, this is the... Uh, that kind of resonates with me, because that was a weird time. So, yeah. um, so basically, this movie has one of the most fire-ass soundtracks I've ever oh, yeah. heard in my life, man. Those teriyaki boys and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm fucking killing it, son. Uh, the drifting is super tight in this movie. They actually did the real drifting. There's a very little CG in this movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual drift king is actually in that film. They show him in one he's scene. In the and scene he's in the scene with the tires, the stunts. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I know I saw some behind the scenes stuff, and they showed them filming the drifting and actually looking into the culture of drifting and respecting the history of it. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I really liked about the movie. Like when they go up that little like circle thing, that's really them doing that. It's like yeah. holy shit, how much cars do they wreck in this? Uh, I okay, so like Lucas Black isn't my like most like hated character. Uh, I think he was miscast in the role overall, just because he looks too fucking old. There's a reason. Uh, why but I like that Han like takes him under his wing and kind of shows him because I mean Sean, Sean, the character of Sean, basically, even though it should have been the other way around because they mean, <laughs> technically, but <laughs> yeah, because I mean Sean's like yo, I've been alive like fifty three years, bro. I'll show you <laughs> a couple things I know. Um, but Han is this Han basically is a really good reoccurring character. Although I mean, this one takes place in the future, which is weird. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done this out of order, but this is how they were released, people. Hmm. So. He's very likable. He takes Sean under his wing, mentors him, and kind of shows him the art of drifting because Sean is a gifted racer to begin with. Yeah. Uh, once again, I think the female protagonist is just super pointless here too, Neela. She's easy on the eyes, don't get me wrong, but she adds nothing to this story. She's she's no. the catalyst for the whole the Yakuza storyline. Yeah, truthfully, if she wasn't in there, DK wouldn't even know the fuck Sean is. Like, yep. I don't care, bro. But he's like, stay away from my girl. And he just mm. beats the shit out of him. Everyone's like, just staring at him like, no one helped him out? When really, all he really did say was hi. He didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. Bro, in Japan, that's everything, bro. I guess. Different cultures. Uh, I did like the drifting, though. I, I really like the soundtrack, like I said. And overall, I this was a step in the right direction. Out of the first three, this is easily the best of the first three. Sure. And the um, Rotten Tomatoes score don't reflect that. Yeah, even though the Rotten Tomatoes score shows this as technically the second worst, I guess, um, between those first three, I think for the most part, it's 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 still a fun movie to watch. As, when I watched this one, rewatching this all, I was like, okay. Because yep. you hit those first two, it's like, ah, fuck, these are dated. And this one is, yeah, it's 2006, but it's not as dated as the other two. No, you no. can pretty much start this and feel, I mean, outside of the technology, like the cell phones and such, you actually kind of feel like it, it works. You like you could imagine. Not once was it like, oh, they're after this. I'm like, mm, it's not that bad, actually, yeah. like age-wise. So what about you, Marco? Uh, I agree with you, James. Um, I'm probably going to rate this one a lot higher than what Rotten Tomatoes gave it because, I, I, like, you, I saw it in theaters, and yeah. it's... Definitely the best one of the first three. I agree with that. It has a different feel to it, albeit the the story being a little bit more grounded. It's kind of back to its roots where it's all about the racing. They kind of don't really do any of the heists in this one. Right. So I I really enjoyed that. The drifting just looks so fucking awesome. I wish I could do it. <laughs> Same. Yeah, we all do. Lie. It just looked really cool. And it, and it gave it like a different feel to the movie, something fresh and new. 
rather than you know the same old same old from the first two movies. The acting is definitely better in this one than the first two movies. Yeah. yeah. Lucas Black, although you know he looks you know super old, you can tell that he they're was like older than he's what like, he was. hey girls, watch out, he's underage. I was like, I think you had the wrong person. <laughs> like, I I I don't agree with you, Deville. I I liked his acting. He wasn't that no, bad. Is, is Sean kind of a dick though? Yeah. That's Nabil was very, telling us that. What? I think that Sean in this film, it's not but Lucas Black, but the way they're portraying him, he gets he's better, entitled. Though. He does over at the end of the film, but at the beginning he's very entitled, very stubborn. He just thinks he's the best. And it's I mean it is. It's set up that way. He thinks he can drift the drift king. He's never drifted in his life. Were we watching and, the same movie? I mean, it's literally the plot in the beginning. No, no, because at at the beginning, when he gets to Japan, you see him kind of learning. He's out of his element. He's trying to respect their culture and their rules. He's he's learning stuff when he's going to to the school and he's trying to. Did not see that at all. If anything, were we watching the same yeah, movie? It's right at the beginning. I don't he only he was... challenged DK because he felt that he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't Bro, know he what didn't he did wear wrong. those slippers though, dude. He didn't wear the slippers, but then he learned what it was, and he kept repeating the name so he would Takashi. know what it was. <laughs> I don't remember what the name was, but anyway, what's the outsider he, name though? Uh, Gaiji. Gaiji. But then, I mean, that also reflects that, like you know, that that's, he, that's not just him too. He, no, he has a chip on his shoulder, obviously. Yeah, yeah. When DK calls him Gaiji, and that's when he loses his cool because he's Gaijin. gonna walk away, and yeah. that's why he challenges him. It's not to show that oh, I'm a better racer than him. He just wasn't willing to walk away from a challenge. He's a little Dif- hot-headed. Different interpretations. He is, he is, yeah, he is. I That's, looked at it more as that he was he was much more strong Western strong. coming into the yeah, East. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to me too, it it set off that tone right in the beginning when he does the first right. race to the properties because he's like, not that it wasn't warranted because the guy threw a baseball at his fucking car. I would have been pissed too. But the, again, it's did a he sense to of like destroy the property though, right? Like, he, did he have to really go that far and do all that crazy stuff? You definitely looked you into know? this movie too hard. I mean. <laughs> Wasn't I've never been a big fan so of Lucas he, Black though. He's so not a fan I guess of Lucas that could Black. also okay. be that. Sling no, Blade. Yeah, that, you didn't like Sling Blade, huh? You didn't no. like Sling Blade. But I like this. But overall, outside of him and Bala, it's his best movie, no, Bill. I Sorry, mean, God, I, I'll let it go. Movie, let it go. <laughs> the movie was good. But yeah, the the other characters though, Twinkie, he really wasn't Twinkie, necessary. Twinkie. I mean, <laughs> he's selling bootleg fucking <laughs> iPods. <laughs> Wait I mean, a minute, iPods? iPods in twenty fourteen? Oh, okay. Those are kind of hard to find, actually. I guess Tokyo is really hip on that. Retro, you know, retro. He got the shuffles, man. That's still a thing, right? That retro tech. I will say, when he pulls his car there. out of the thing, though, I was like, "That's pretty that's tight." The whole car. That's still but, tight. But really, Sean and Han carry the film pretty well. Yeah, their relationship, how it grows. Neela, I agree, she's completely unnecessary to the plot. They yeah. could have probably did, done something else to draw him into his squabble with the yakuza. So. DK though I I liked Brian T I thought he was pretty cool as, yeah the, as DK. dude the last scene too I like that race genuinely mm-hmm. like that race same it's pretty cool he was a solid menacing villain he's just you know your your basic not, standard not villain that's because you gotta you gotta yeah. remember the last two are really overdone that's why yeah or not well or, I mean or just basically just there to be the bad guys he actually has a purpose like okay I mean right. they got a bit of history he's the he's the top shit in here and Brian's trying to take him down especially after Han dies I'm like okay now he has like a definite purpose so exactly and I think the death of Han is really well done in this one yeah, so that's, yeah I like that too then we get a little more added to that a bit eventually mm-hmm. down the lower line but it's like it actually is one of those things like damn I mean he got fucking fucked up but then they do some bullshit and put a Nissan engine in the muscle car so <laughs> yeah you I know. told you so I mean that's the only way you can drift that car I, I don't know. We don't know how Vin Diesel did it at the end. 
He said it's possible. I'll just I, I believe him. You've, well, yeah. Vin Diesel's a god, apparently, True. in these movies. He can do but, anything with a car. But, I mean, overall, <laughs> or I enjoyed this one. <laughs> and, like you guys were saying, this is the one where I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Because it did get a lot better. It was a palate I, cleanser, I think, from the first two. It is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it, is. it is. Justin Lin got what he was given, and he made it work. So, I fuck that 38% Rotten Tomato score. I don't agree with that yeah. at yeah. all. I agree. But, yeah. All right, let's move on to the fourth film in the franchise. That is The Fast and Furious. You here to take me in, O'Connor? Hell no. She's my friend, too. I'm going with you. I ain't coming back. This is where my jurisdiction ends. And this is where mine begins. What's to stop someone from telling them you're a cop? The same thing that's keeping me from telling them why you're really here. Okay, guys, this one came out in 2009. And actually, at this point, they kind of retconned it all to work. So it actually takes place in 2009. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score on this one is 29%, making this the lowest scored Fast and Furious film on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb description on this one is Brian O'Connor, back working for the FBI in Los Angeles, teams up with Dominic Toretto to bring down a heroin importer by infiltrating his operation. This is once again directed by Justin Lin, who directed the Fast and Furious in Tokyo Drift. Uh, We do have some returning characters here because uh, they go away from the whole Tokyo Drift kind of cast. So we do have uh, Vin Diesel's back, Paul Walker, Jonathan Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, and Soon Kang, who plays Han, has a small little role in the beginning of this one. Uh, we do have some new characters here, guys. We have Gal Gadot is here. She is, uh, her character is uh, Giselle or Giselle? Giselle. Giselle, I believe, yeah. Uh, Tico Calderon is Leo and Don Omar are Santos. I don't think either one of those guys' names are ever mentioned, by the way. Just to let you know. Uh, the villain in this one is John Ortiz. He plays technically Campos, but he's really Braga, the gangsters revealed to you. Basically his same role from Miami Vice. I know. <laughs> uh, the memorable, memorable quote here is Dominic Toretto after passing up Brian uh, during their street race and he hits the NOS. He says, still a buster. And <laughs> you, you did not do that quote. Justice. I didn't do it. I don't give a fuck, man. Still a buster. Still a there buster. Alright, so thoughts. There's actually a short film before this movie that takes place. It's about 20 minutes long, by the way. It's a little yeah. bit longer than I thought it was. Uh, directed by Vin Diesel, it's called Los Benaleros. Uh, what did you guys think about that little prequel? I think it was an excuse for uh, Vin Diesel to, uh, you know, show his affection to uh, Michelle Rodriguez, because that's what he's doing for most of the thing at the end of it. Um, I didn't, I didn't even know he directed it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good little intro. I, it's much better than, than yeah, the, way prelude, than the other one. Prelude too fast. Too you furious. get an idea of where he was, why he was separated from the crew, what was going on, like. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the first one, after the credits, there's actually a scene with him, like, arriving in Mexico. Yep. And it just shows that he kind of went around South mm-hmm. uh, America. So Yeah, but I liked it because they end up starting in the Dominican Republic anyway, and you're just like, okay, yeah. how to get here? So mm-hmm. it did need a little bit of explanation to see how those characters get there, especially since right. we're going back to the OG cast. Well, it explains, like... Han is there, and it's like, why is Han here all of a sudden when we just saw him and he didn't make he it? He died. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait, that helps explain a little bit of that, too. Which is yeah. Cool. Did you guys... Okay, so with this one, too, um, I will say, by the way, 
for for the most part, pretty good little prelude. Like, kind of yeah. gives well, you. I think, I think we have a little Fast and Furious going on. I know. Right now. Now. We we had that guy actually drive by just to do that. They know what's um, up. This kind of explains Leo and Santos a little bit better too. Yeah. I think they get a bigger role. These are definitely characters that are just kind of there for comedic relief for the most part in these movies, and we don't really get to know too much about them for the most part. Um, obviously, better than that second one, but yeah. I would have to say that like. I actually did no. I did see this one in theaters. Did you see this one in theaters? This one I actually did see this in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you stopped, Marco. Or you? Yeah. I sort of forgot about the franchise. Yeah. And just did not bother to see the rest. Yeah. I I don't know. It just sort of stopped. You're like getting my there's interest. No way this can, there's no way this can get any better than this, right? Yeah. So I guess I yeah. I, didn't really feel any love for it so i was like nah i'll catch it later and then later it became the next sequel and then the next sequel and, and you were like i'm too far behind but i did i did end up seeing part of this movie later on um it was streaming i think on like hbo or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. so and what did you, what did you think overall though of this one then it was okay i thought it was a nice so, sort of soft reboot of the first one because you're you essentially have the same plot you have it brian does. back in law enforcement and has to infiltrate a racing organization only this time instead of pulling small heists it's a drug cartel so and the only other difference is that dominic actually knows that he's law enforcement this time yeah. and that's the little tension that they have between each other aside from the fact that he lied to dom about you know being a cop and right. infiltrating yeah. his family so yeah uh, what I, about oh sorry I was gonna say, other than that, it was it's enjoyable at best. Yeah, I mean the, the I like I actually like the the bad guy John, uh, uh, Braga played by John Ortiz. Yeah, I thought he was pretty interesting. I thought he's very menacing. Uh, he's actually one of the first memorable up. villains. Yeah, so. this sets it up for future films too, which at the time obviously you would have never known. Yeah, right. but it definitely has a bigger role than you think. And on the plus side. Paul Walker's acting did get a lot better because oh, he had a few yeah. films under his belt finally. So definitely that helped. Yep. So. Eight years makes a difference for yeah. the first one of this. Uh, what about you, Nabo? Um, I mean, I liked it. It's it's not my favorite of the new, I guess, franchise, but um, I think that it's a great way. It did a good job of tying in the two characters, you know, uh, Brian and Dom, and getting him connected again and, and trying to get him involved with Mia. Like, all that helped. And they still pulled from the other films. Like, like you said, Brian became an FBI agent and that's because his record was cleared from the second film. So, um, he was able to do that and way better acting overall. Like even the fight sequences, he's hand to hand fighting. Like it's not as cheesy either. Yeah. It's, it's all pretty, he plays it pretty straight. Um, even when they go and try to work together to figure out who Braga is, like, you know that there's still tension between the two characters and, I like that. It's not like they just became friends all of a sudden because they were working with each other. Like, they got different motives. Um, so I thought that that was a pretty good dynamic overall. I actually liked the plot because it was much more grounded again. Uh, I mean, for what it could be. I mean, this is part of the last but, yeah. of the films that stays kind of within that plot range, I would yeah. say. Because after this, the tone of the films drastically change, I would yep. say, for the most part. I like how they have sort of their rematch, which is where the memorable quote came from yes, damn, where they still try to see who, who can outdo the, the other mm. but I, I don't think this movie deserved 29% that's either. a little harsh I will say for me um, I did see this in theaters and this is the one that kind of got me off this franchise really? so I actually didn't see like Fast Five in theaters because I was like nope that last one fucking sucked <laughs> so um, I will I will say this much though this time around I did appreciate this movie a little bit better maybe because 
overall, I know the whole plot now. Yeah, it does tie in well. Ties in pretty well, and it's nice to just kind of see them all back together. And like Marco said, it's almost like a reset to the entire franchise. They're like, okay, the first one was like what we wanted, and then the second film branched off. No, no Vin Diesel. So then we tried a whole new cast and third one that didn't work out either. So now we're gonna take like what we want like from each one of those and make this new one and just go forward from here. Yeah. So it's almost like that. It's almost like you can almost like start this as like the real first movie from that one. Yeah. They're trying to find like the right balance between the racing and the heist yeah. aspect of it because which they the do first pretty one, well. Yeah, because the first one, all the heist stuff happens all the way at the end. It's very minimal compared to the racing. Yeah. This one kind of puts the heist a little bit more in the forefront because of the organization, especially too. Exactly. Uh, the whole Brian thing going back to the FBI kind of bothered me at first because I'm like, that's I just don't feel like. After it would never happen in real life. Not only that, but after everything he had been through, I'm like, is that really what you want? You right. already got the attention. Well, then you realize about the end. No, he doesn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> so, he just did like, it just because he thought that was, was the right thing. I will say, though, too, overall, though, like Nibble said, it is still actually a pretty simple plot, man. Yep. Yeah. They basically do one thing, get betrayed, and just try to seek him out. That's basically the plot. Yeah, they only they only do the the smuggling the one time. And, and when they yeah, that's it. And, and, then, and after that, they're on their run and the trying guy to find Brian. Wants to kill him. And they're like, oh, and then gonna... one of them, quote unquote, dies. Yeah, yeah. And so. did we really buy the fact that Letty died? Honestly, initially at the time, yeah, yeah I, I actually I I thought they at were the time, trying yeah. to just, like give him motivation to come back to the states. Let's just kill her off. Yeah, because yeah. she's technically, I mean, we'll get that into Fast Five, but not until the very end do you realize, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because during the time in 2009, I was like, yes, Letty died. Yep. Because obviously, I mean, there was, you obviously got it ruined because the new ones all have her in the fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, bitch comes back somehow. Not just so, in the I trailers, mean, but in the cover of the movie, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so like, that's why I'm oh. like, okay. But I, I do admit that. You watched it 10 years ago. Los Bandoleros did make her death have more of an impact yeah, because you did. get to see like the love story even Which, though i think that their love is not believable despite the fact that they dated in real life vin yeah, diesel and yeah. michelle rodriguez they're just i don't know just their love just doesn't seem believable to me that's just I, me i think with the future films it gets better but it's always been i mean it's Kinda. just one of those things you got to accept i guess with True. them because i mean even paul walker and Jenna brewster's characters are like mm, oh i guess see theirs is more believable to me i guess because i mean that's also just because brian Paul Walker is kind of got that boyishly good looks to it too. It's very charismatic. It I mean, I have to say Vin Diesel. Because Vin Diesel's it? not though. No, he not seems at all. like he's stone cold. Mm-hmm. He but doesn't d- seem like the romantic type. I yeah. do like how they on the seventh movie they do reference something in Los Bandoleros, and it's like, oh, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. And I actually did like that. I was like, but dude, I thought about it. I was like, dude, if you didn't watch that little prequel movie, because dude, up know. until a while ago, me and Nabil had never even seen that. Never heard, heard of him. And then we found out about it. I'm like, dude, they make a. They even show scenes from it. And then mm-hmm. we, we, you would have been like, I have no idea where the fuck these are from. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Those flashbacks were. From yeah, yeah, they're yeah. from that little, little film. And I'm like, they'd never show these, outside of like you had to either know on the special features. Mm-hmm. So, um, so overall, I mean, it's okay. It's yeah. in the step in the right direction, in my opinion. So, let's move on to the next film. So the next film is Fast Five. So I see you've all met. What's this all about, Dom? Yeah, man, why'd you drag us halfway around the world? Because we got a job. It's a stealth mission. We'll be in and out before they even know we were there. We're talking about breaking into a police station. This is crazy. This is $100 million. You say what? I am down. Is all of this really necessary to apprehend two men? 
One's a former federal officer who spent five years in deep cover. The other one's a professional criminal. Escaped prison twice. We find them, we take them as a team, and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get in the cars. That came out in 2011. It's got a much better score. The first one, I think, of the, the series that are, over, uh, that are actually fresh, 77%. Um, and the timeline still says stays consistent with the release, 2011 as well. Technically, to build these, from this point going forward, all these movies are considered quote-unquote good. Yeah. At least in the eyes of the critics. This is when the good shit <laughs> this comes when in. when they figure it themselves out because someone comes in. Yes, and this is what makes a difference. So yeah. Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a massive heist to buy their freedom while in the sights of a powerful Brazilian drug lord and a dangerous federal agent. Uh, again, directed just by Justin Lin. Just, like, just reading that franchise? and just saying that out loud. It gets way more crazy. And this is, I mean, this is the apex of it, I think. Like, where it is this triple as, X, bro? Basically. <laughs> He's, I mean, the things I'm going to do for my country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, notable returning characters we got the whole gang back the family uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto Paul Walker is back Jordan Brewster Michelle Rodriguez is here somehow really Sung Kang Han is, is playing Han sorry Ty- Tyrese Gibson is wow, back I thought that was his name it's <laughs> um, a racist sir Ludacris is back as Tej yep. uh, Tigo is back as Leo Donald Mar is also back and Gal Gadot and the new characters is Elsa P- uh, Pataki, mm-hmm. is Elena, and the big headliner that uh, they, they didn't want to bury that lead the time, yeah. is uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Sorry. Johnson, and, sir. And, as Hobbs. And. So who's the villain in this one? Joaquin. Joaquin. I can't even say it. Joaquin, Joaquin de Almeida. De Almeida. Thank you. As Reyes. Um, so he's a big drug kingpin. And our favorite memorable quote from this is Dominic Toretto saying, this is Brazil. Oh shit! You did terrible. I, he's done that better, by the way, in the yeah, past. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's when Hobbs uh, tries to roll up on Dom, and Dom, you know, he's not gonna go with him. No. So, Marco, what are your thoughts about seeing this film for the first time? I really liked this movie. Yeah. Fast Five is definitely at the top of my list. I thought that it was great that. They veered away from all the racing and put the heists at the forefront and focused on that first. I know it's completely unbelievable and batshit crazy that they what would hire. <laughs> a bunch Since of fucking- 2001, I was like, these guys can pull off bigger ones <laughs> than this. Anything. A bunch of fucking street racers that were stealing, I don't know what the fuck in the first one. DVDs. Gas. Yeah, DVDs. DVDs, DVDs like players, too. Fucking God. Stereos and shit, yeah. To stopping cartels and drug lords in other countries being pseudo sanctioned by government officials it's just batching insane of course in this one they're not really they're on the run they're, they're, yeah they're, they're on the run yeah. they're trying to fund their freedom so that they can live free in countries that don't extradite them but it, it worked for me okay if you suspend disbelief it fucking works i like joaquin delameda as uh, as the villain as reyes I thought that he was perfect for the role. I know he's always been in these small roles as like a cartel guy or a bad guy. Um, he, I know he was in Desperado as well, which yeah. is one of my favorite yeah, action true. movies. So it was kind of cool to kind of see him in this movie because I hadn't seen him in anything in such a long time. So it was a nice little surprise for me. I like that their plans get dismantled at every single turn when they're trying to 
rob Reyes and steal all his money. The fact that each time they come up with a plan and a solution, it gets ruined time after time after time, and they have to improvise. And it's even a callback later on in one of the later movies where they say the improvisation is where we shine or something yeah. like that. But it's cool. That's that's really how you subvert expectations in an action movie where you don't expect that. Where they go from plan A to plan B and then, well, that's not going to work, so let's see what else we can do. And it's a nice payoff in the end to see how this team works together and how they're able to sort of save the world, I guess. Yeah. But I, I liked it. The action was really cool. I mean, Vin Diesel destroying cars with a huge safe at the end. Uh, I it's don't, so ridiculous. It works. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool it's sequence, fucking though. crazy. But I also like sort of the Ocean's Eleven aspect of it and how they're they're timed because they're trying to steal the safe. They got to break into it. They got to hide from cameras. At the same time, The Rock, who I haven't even talked about at this point, is hunting them down, and he's really menacing in this version because Hobbs changes as a character later on in the other movies. But he's more like really like serious, a hard nosed cop kind of thing. Like yeah, exactly. He also the, has an accent that just he does fit too well. In this yeah, movie. it's it's sort of in there, but he's got sort of a little twang in his voice. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't really. It's fit really well. like in and out in this one. I noticed it like heavy. I'm like, because in the future ones he doesn't have it. I'm like, no, just fuck it. is it's this? He's just his voice in the other ones. The scene where his team gets ambushed as he's arresting Dom and uh, the rest of the team was really good. That was yeah. a really great shootout with the cartels coming out of nowhere with their masks. And they're just like shooting machine guns. Are you at talking each about? Other. And then afterwards, Hobbs is like, "I'll do some criminal activity with you guys." <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah. He says they killed my team, so you know what? I'm gonna fucking break the law. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. What yeah. about you, James? Uh, so yeah, this is the one I missed actually. So I didn't see this in theaters because I thought the last one was so bad <laughs> during the time. So two years later, I was like, "No, nah, I'll pass it." Even though I like The Rock for the most part. Yeah. Um, I will mention as well, Vince does return in this one. I didn't write that down. Oh, yeah, Sorry that's right. That. Vince is back briefly, and he's he's kind of like the connection to the first film. Like, oh, look, remember Vince They're still years tying ago. everybody in. Uh, like, Mia's pregnant in this one, too, so like they're adding more of a stake of, like, hey, this is Brian's life going forward kind of mm-hmm. thing, and he's yeah. more part of the family. The and family. then um, there's a lot of shit in here, though, that just gets ridiculous. Well, like, it gets, it just this is the start up. of, like, the ridiculous stunts that, like, okay, Dom and the crew should have died 17 different times, like, Brian and Dom driving the Corvette off the side and crashing into the water. Like, yeah, that's the that's the route to take, right? It's also the first one with the full ensemble where you bring in Tej and Roman. Yeah, and they all meant and then Han, too. It's like, hey, yeah, these are all the people yeah. that I've uh, worked with before. And it's and you have Roman Pierce be the voice of reason saying, this time. crazy, man. I literally wrote down, it's like when Brian introduces Roman and uh, Tej, he's like, Brian's like, these two guys are from the movie you weren't in, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly in the notes I wrote. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, I do like that fight between um, The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like they're just fucking sweating so much, man. So There's much. so much. Sweat. I sent a shot of Vin Diesel's face to yeah, Nabil when I was watching it. It doesn't even look like him. I'm like, dude, why is he so dark? It's that tan, bro. I, you know, Reyes is okay, but I think he's not the strongest villain though. Still, he's no, still just like a pawn. Yeah. I just sort of like that that actor, and I like seeing him in movies. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was cool. The Rock just rolls up and blasts his ass. Yeah, it doesn't give him a chance. That was time where he's like, like, "Help me!" and he just points down. And he just and says, shoots him twice, and he's like, "That's for my, my team. team." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, I will say the things that, I, and I mean, they even make a callback. Like Eva Mendes shows up in the mid credit scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And still reading her line. Still just kinda, <laughs> she looked like she showed up like halfway just because she told Ryan Gosling. She's like, I got to just get this shit over. Like, 
I mean, they introduced at the end. I guess we can talk about spoilers. Like Letty's alive. This is like the cliffhanger. Yeah, and that's the biggest issue I have with all these movies. Is Letty's fucking amnesia thing? As Nabila has known, because I've been mm-hmm. texting him about it for fucking <laughs> weeks now. Just gets weird, man. It's really weird. Yeah, I didn't really. We'll like talk that about either. that in fast. That's in the next. I, I mean, oh, the, the, I mean, the fact that these guys keep surviving. You know, stunts where they jump out of a car going 65 miles an hour. Letty gets a car blown up in front of her and she still survives. And all she gets is amnesia. I didn't realize there was just such a market for armored vehicles that are, you know, bulletproof super, and everything. And like, supercharged. Yeah, yeah supercharged at the same time. Like, it's intense. Yeah. What, do you, uh, what do you think over, though, no, Bill? It's my favorite film of the franchise, like, hands down. It still is after we watching all these. It's fun. And like you guys were saying, you know, just a lot of disbelief. But I think that the story is pretty solid. Not necessarily the ending. I think is where it like just gets a bit crazy that he's they're driving down the street of Rio with a fucking safe, just tearing things up. <laughs> and they made the swap. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's like, I don't know. Uh, if you had ten seconds to the really. The fact do that, that those okay. two muscle cars can mm-hmm. really yeah, hold that chargers. safe. Yeah, right. Pull it out the wall. Okay, sure. Well, they 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 modified them, bro. <laughs> What are you talking about? Right. Okay. They had the girls in the front, bro. <laughs> Apparently, you what can you have a car about? with like yeah. five thousand horsepower. Or something. That's a thing. I'm like, okay, all right. But it's but it was cool overall. Just seeing all the characters there. They're all what I think the, the these films going forward really does uh, well is that they flesh out the characters so well that you actually have an invested interest in every single one of them. Yes. Even even Don Omar and uh, Tigo. That when you're when you're dealing with them, they're the funny guys. They but are they funny have, though. Yeah. Even at I the like ending, the whole epilogue like, scene. Yeah. When they're like, cool. that's kind of what they do. When, when they're arguing in Spanish, it's great. <laughs> they keep making fun of each other. It's so freaking awesome. Yeah, and they're at the like casino. I'm like hmm, Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're uh, always arguing with each other the whole time. Yeah. Also, uh, Gal Gadot was nice. I mean, I've only seen her really as Wonder Woman, so it was cool to see her as a different. See, it's funny because yeah, leading up to Wonder Woman, character, this is the only thing we'd ever seen her in. Right. See, but you didn't have that experience, which is you saw her just, yeah, like, she's just like yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's, I mean, she's good in it. I liked her character. You, in you know, about her. they never say her name this entire movie. Really, I did not know that. Yes, look no. that up. IMDb trivia to hmm. max. Not once. He just says well, he knows. I remember they he don't says he knows. Her, he says he knows someone. Yeah, and then she just shows up. Yeah, she just and they shows never up. say her name. Mm-hmm. That once again shows you that they're working on trying to get the females in these ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean she's so. supposed to be the she's she's technically in in this film and every in every film she's in she's the real trained marksman like. Paul Walker, of course, is because he's an FBI. But I mean, as far as a criminal, everybody concern, else is just kind of like yeah. self-taught, right? Yeah. But she's like actually was in the military to yeah. bring up her, her past. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, so she can just shoot somebody point blank with one. She's shot a good infiltrator too. Yeah. She's the femme fatale that can yeah. infiltrate. By the way, so Han is the quote-unquote chameleon. Yeah. And he's the only Asian guy. In That's his what film. I thought. I just want to bring that up. He's supposed to blend in anywhere. And oh, he once you. again, his one time doing his job, never uh, does his job. Giselle goes and does it for yeah. him. By the way, yeah, he does. I don't think Han does any of his job. He's just she does it twice actually in the series yeah. where he's supposed to infiltrate. And, and he never like, does. Oh, I mean he's they just, eventually are like romantically involved right. too. So I mean I guess they're the he's same. just fighting off his smoke. He mentions guys. Tokyo quite a bit. Yeah, and he well, does. I mean that's yeah. the build up to they're it. They're trying right? to be like, is he going to Tokyo or not? They just <laughs> look eventually at the camera, wink and nudge. He's like, where's that forty year old Lucas Black to bring? Him I mean, did he make me crave a bag of Doritos and did I kill a whole bag while watching it? Maybe she's like, you used to be smoker. She did call it out, and uh, and Ludacris and Tyrese. I thought she said you didn't kill Superman. (laughs) Ludacris and Tyrese have a very good riff off each other the whole time. Like they're just bumping on each other, and that's really funny. They're riffing on each other's funny, and also, um, like, (laughs) 
Is this Brian the, is no. pretty funny on that too. This is Fast Five. We're still on. So <laughs> yeah, not quite. Because I mean, it, it does get funny with the Tyrese and Rock. As much as they hate each other in real life, yeah. you know, they do have some funny jokes about yeah. each other. They, yeah. they all kind of make fun of Tyrese, and it's hilarious all the yeah. time. But that's in six. There's yeah. a scene that I love, and I do like that they had an epilogue. So if they wanted to end a franchise, they right could have. They could have, yeah. and it would have been fine. Because they even like Dom and billion uh, dollars. Yeah, I know. Dom and Brian have like their you know last kind of race again to try to beat each other, and Brian's like, no, no cheating, no nothing. I'm gonna be able to beat you with no rules. You know, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Until it opens it's up. It's like to the Rocky Three fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yep. It, that's like what it that. reminds me of, too. I like that he let him win, though, because he knows he was going to be... In the first one, right. in, in, in the movie, not the one at the end. Yeah. Because he knows that he's Brian's going to be a kid. Uh, not a kid. Father. He's going to have a kid. Yeah, he's so. going to be a father. And he's going to have his nephew. He's like, or, mm-hmm. or niece or whatever, you know? So. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the next one, guys. Okay. And the next one in the series is Fast and Furious 6. What a hundred million buys, huh? It wasn't that hard to find you, Toretto. Wasn't hiding. Last week, a team of highly coordinated drivers took down an entire military convoy. You're gonna help me catch a team responsible. And why is that? I'm chasing this crew across 12 countries. This was taken a week ago. need your help Dom. so this movie came out in 2013 and is still in chronological order in the series with the last two the rotten tomato score on this one is 70 percent and which i actually kind of agree with that maybe hobbs has dominic and brian reassemble their crew to take down a team of mercenaries dominic unexpectedly gets convoluted also facing his presumed deceased girlfriend letty Wait, why the fuck does he hire these guys again? No one understands why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. There we go. <laughs> but I I guess. I don't know. It doesn't really make much sense, but whatever. So with, Guys, it's, at this point, you're six it's movies fantastic. in. You just oh, roll point, with you just You turn your brain off and you just enjoy the ride. You got three movies left, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so this one's also directed by Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. And the returning characters for this one are Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, Jordana Brewster as Mia, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty. Surprise, surprise. What? I know, right? <laughs> Sung Kang as Han, Tyrese Gibson as Roman, Ludacris as Tej, Gal Gadot as Giselle, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Hobbs, Elsa Pataki as Lena, and the new characters are Gina Carano as Riley. She's a terrible actress, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And that's pretty much about it. That's really it, yeah. 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 She's the only really new I mean, character. there's some well, there's minor ones, Martin but it's not, nothing to mention. So, I mean, is it surprised that she betrays everyone? No, I'm just kidding. Dude, did you know that, by the way? Right. I forgot. I, I was like, did she or not? It, it, it caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. a good twist. Because you don't really expect it. Just not the way she acts it. Okay, come yeah. on. Because you're, you're, they did a good job at you focusing on Letty and what the fuck's going on, why, why is yeah. she, you know, doing what she's doing, but whatever. So the villain of this one is Luke Evans as Shaw, and the memorable, memorable quote for this one is from Tej when he says, uh, "Guys, they got a tank." But yeah. I thought it was going to be all the times that <laughs> Roman says, "That's crazy, man." <laughs> It's probably just my hatred of Tyrese is why I didn't use any of his quotes. <laughs> Dude, I think he's fun in these movies because he's like the like in a way the voice of reason again, where where everyone is just okay with what they're doing, but he's like, This is 
It's literally crazy. I mean, that's, they probably the reason, that's probably the reason why he was talking about The Rock's spinoff movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the so, only one talking about it. The only one. They all kind of kept quiet. He was staying in character, I guess. Yeah. All right, go back to it. So, uh, what did you guys think about this one? Let's start with you, James. What did you think about this one? Uh, so, it's a continuation of five. It pretty much takes place, like, right after, yeah. for the most part. It's... I think this is kind of a trend of just, like, these movies being really good from this point going forward. I don't think it's as good as five. Because I think five just has a slightly better premise to it all. Although, I got this thing in six. This is probably the first time we run across a villain. Uh, so, Shaw, which is played by Luke Evans, is he's actually, like, a really smart villain. He's probably the smartest villain they've ever faced. Yeah. he they They're facing even... I mentioned Terrius again. Here we go. He mentions it in the God. movie. They're facing their basically their evil doppelgangers. He's that is lying. funny. Where it's, he's like, "They're that's basically you," you know. Like, <laughs> they're going, they're, they're facing off. an evil team that that can also soup up cars just like they do for specific heists, and a guy that can also outthink them. Yeah. at every single move. And so I, I will say that Shaw himself is pretty intimidating. Yes, he, he is. He's kind of actually kind of scary with like the amount of stuff he knows about each person. And, and like, I keep mistaking Luke Evans as the guy who played Legolas, but it's not him. He's, no, that's. Orlando Bloom. Like him. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, he was. He wasn't the Hobbit series. He wasn't the Hobbit. He was yeah. the Archer. No, I remember that. Um, I would say that I did like the connections to this one. We do have a lot of callbacks. Like Braga shows back up, mm-hmm. and it shows that he was actually like involved with Shaw from the beginning. Yeah. And th- there's a bigger kind of sp- conspiracy going on. Uh, there is some racing in this one, which there's, brings it back. Which there's, I don't think there's in London any in the other one at all. Fast Five. Yeah. But, uh, no, they don't show the racing. <laughs> that's yeah. right. They, yeah, they, they just come back. They're like, yeah. we got the cars. Yeah, they, they show the, the drifting cars. though when they're trying to do the time under ten. That's true. I, but I did mean, like that. That, no that is cool. Yeah. Um, there are I the biggest issue I have with this movie still is the whole Letty amnesia, which we touched upon in it Fast Five. It was so difficult to kind of keep. Going it is because that too. it's so weird. It's like it's unbelievable. But then when you look at this franchise as a whole, you're like, I mean, it fits basically. Yeah. Like, you can't I get mean, mad at it, really. And it, If it's we're like, going to buy everything else from this right. movie, yeah, we, I, we have to swallow like, that. Like, come on, guys. I wrote, on my notes, I wrote, like, Dom crashes his car through the side of a uh, freeway, grabs <laughs> Letty, slams into a fucking another car. I'm like, he should have died. And what if she says, how did you know you, you'd catch me? He's like, He's I like, didn't. No, how did you know the car was going to yeah, stop us? He's like, I didn't see the car or some shit. I'm like, yeah. this motherfucker right here. And that that's not even the most ridiculous stunt yet. No. No, it's yet to come. You know what? It's also I wrote here. I said, so let me get this straight. They're on a military base, and the ragtag team is the only one going after that. Chick. Right? Where the <laughs> fuck was everybody? The military guys are like, we got this. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. We have like yeah, we have, have personnel that can like, help. Fighter not, jets not, out there to try to shoot the plane. Not, down or not just not just yeah, but before that, when Interpol is being quote unquote attacked. They have all their guys in one single location, and no one else is available on the See, outside. They, because they faked him out because they thought, "Oh, we're gonna get him at his hideout." But meanwhile, yeah. they're really doing the uh, heist and the, the heist thing. and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say is that this one is the one that started that meme with. Because uh, uh, I think Nabil and I actually saw this one together. The fucking uh, the runway is the lo- it's the from one runway ever. one side of the country to the next because yeah. that thing goes on for fucking ever man oh, the very yeah. longest runway ever and then finally they're like oh we have takeoff speed i'm like i'm pretty sure you had takeoff speed like 10 minutes ago, ago bro. i was like you've been doing this for like 25 minutes guys how long is this fucking runway like 17 different states they're like we're still going bro they're just like jumping I, through i mean i i get it you guys got race cars holding you down with wires and stuff so you know that's so much weight not not like you're... And once again, you have to believe that that's all like, yeah, they shot their things at the, the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's a cargo plane or anything, and it's meant to carry that weight, yeah. but, you know. And, uh, I mean, this is just another example of just Dom. He goes into an explosion, and he survives. 
comes out. It's like Dom, Superman. He's literally Superman. <laughs> it makes no sense. If if Hobbs Superman. and Shaw was really just Dominic versus the bad guy, then Dominic we, would win. Then, it would yeah, win every ten, time. it'd be gone done in ten minutes. Yep. He's, He's like, the only one of the entire group that comes out unscathed, with the exception of maybe like Tyrese, because he stays out of the line of fire. That's it. Stop mentioning Tyrese. <laughs> Sorry, you're inserting him in our conversation. What, what are you doing, dude? I mean, you can say that about Tej too, technically. He's a he's the tech one. guy, though. I mean, he so is. it makes sense. Roman is supposed to be like and one of the guys it. in the shit. Roman has no fucking real job, but to be funny, he's literally the the he's distraction guy. Which, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be the distraction guy, which makes sense. He does do his um, job, but I will say, like ending quota for me before we get to the build, uh, I did uh, a lot of things happen in this one because it finally kind of propels the series forward. So, like, we lose, so dies in this one, yeah, uh, which is kind of unexpected, but it makes sense because Han obviously is alone in Tokyo. Drift. He needs a reason to go to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because everybody's like, yeah, we made it. And they're like high-fiving and then fucking Han rolls up being a killjoy. I'm like, why are you crying, cuz? <laughs> and Brian's <laughs> like, oh, Giselle? no. Where is she? He's just crying. like, oh, my God. I'm so, so sorry. Mm-hmm. She saved his life, though. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Because of the guy. Uh, what did you think, Gabriel? Um, I thought it was good. It's, I'd say, my second favorite film in the franchise. I was telling James earlier Typical. that <laughs> the, the reason the film is actually as long as it is is that there, in every film there's always like one big action set piece, and this one has two because it has the tank scene, which is very long, and then it has the plane scene, which is also very long. And Justin Lin was trying to make this film split in two. Um, so you would have that first part, and it would basically end at the tech, tank scene, and then it would jump into the... Um, whatever he's going to build up to it to, to make that and they decided to cut it into one so that's why the film was like it got a lot going on yeah but um it was all fun it worked well together uh, it does i like the london setting too yeah yeah just just the way they do it definitely doesn't make sense how um hobbs would be okay that it doesn't yeah i mean dom just, would give once up again, the thing, one you just, thing you just you know? roll with it man especially because he's been a hard-ass cop up until this film um actually up until that moment even um so it really oh yeah this is the one where they get their freedom right yeah this is where they get their uh, immunity like that that's what dominic says there's only one thing that will make me do this and that's how they come up with that because it's his home home total night and day from hobbs character from his introduction to this right completely it's almost like because through those experiences he's learned like these guys are not as bad as they seem and they just run the wrong place wrong time kill people it's funny though his his interaction with tyrese is like when he tells him he's like you better get that baby oil ready. That's what he's calling it. He's like, you better get that big-ass forehead. You know that was not scripted? <laughs> no, I heard that. Yeah. That was legit him, like, saying some shit back to him. And, like, he, his real reaction was like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> they obviously, they, they've gone. never gotten along, apparently, yeah. so. Wow. No one knows why. Know well, no, that, I mean, he's also never gotten along with Ty- Tyrese Vin Diesel. Like, well, yeah, but. That was the first real big, like, you thing know, was the Rock and Vin Diesel in uh, 8. In 8, they don't have any scenes together. They're never on set no, at the same not. time. Well, you know that the only reason The Rock was even casted like, in Fast Five was um, they were actually going to hire somebody else to do um, the play Hobbs. It's going to be Tommy Lee Jones. But, they wanted Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, yeah. But somebody, I guess on Facebook or Instagram, had said it would be the coolest thing to see Vin Diesel and The Rock go at it. And the studio's like, yeah, let's just do that. And yeah. so that's how Hobbs got, uh, became The Rock. They're like, hey, we already had The Fugitive, okay? Yeah, we don't no. need fucking Tommy Lee coming back. Plus, I don't think Tommy Lee could keep up with these guys. I'm just saying. Tommy Lee, Lee Hobbs and Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Fuck. He does this fucking quote from No Country for Old Men. Yeah. I'm just but tired. I liked it. It was. It's a great film overall. Um, 
And this is still not the craziest of the films yet. No, not um, even close. So there's a lot going on in it, but at, still fun. At the time, I was like, cars hanging from a fucking uh, cargo plane. I was like, this is pretty nuts. Yeah. But no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Marco? I, I agree with what you guys said. I Especially you, Nabil. I really enjoyed this one. This one's also at the top of my list, too. I, I thought Shaw was a very formidable villain. The fact that, like I said, he could keep up with them and... They were going after basically their doppelgangers. They even had a big dude like The Rock. Yep. They even mentioned it was yeah. pretty cool. Was really That's, and they, they end up fighting their own doppelgangers, mm. which I thought was pretty funny. But it it opens up the, the bigger plot as well and kind of lets you know how each villain has been connected since basically five and four. Up until that point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you notice how everything is connected. And, of course, it's coincidental, but it works, and yep. I like it. Uh, the what they do with the rock I, I do enjoy even though I liked his menacing character in fast five I feel like the way they evolved his character and make him more likable because he sees that there's more than just you know good and evil there's that in between that gray area which is where yeah. this group operates mm-hmm. despite the fact that yeah they kill people but they kill bad guys yeah I mean, bad now, guys deserve to die dude. yeah apparently that, I mean the action start this is where the action starts to get more and more ridiculous. Yeah, and the, truthfully, this is kind of like from that point forward. They, it's not that you're like, man, this is ridiculous. It's kind of like you expect it now, though. Yeah. yeah, and they're going up against like stronger foe. They're going up against like a paramilitary group. Yeah, that's highly trained, pretty techy. Yeah, yep. and I like how their skills pretty much match like who they're up against. I'm like, where they where they learn this shit? You guys are. Just, how do you have time to do this and know about cars? Like, Did you know that when Letty talks to Brian, that's the first time she's ever talked to him directly in any of the movies? Oh, I did not know that. Why do Holy I know this bullshit? Shit. When she says, oh, I don't know. I don't remember that, but nobody makes you do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. That's the first time she's ever talked to Brian directly in all seven movies. Holy or shit. Six movies leading up to it. Even though technically they would have had a conversation in Fast 4 because... Uh, he's but the one who recruited her, but they don't show it on screen. Once again, they're really working on getting the females in these movies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, the tech is so 2013? Kind of. It is, to a point. I mean, it's yeah. a little that high, high advanced paramilitary nightshade thing that they got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. What did you guys think of the mid credit scene where it's revealed that Jason Statham... Because so, now we are up to date. We're up to Tokyo Drift right. now. Tokyo Drift happens right after this movie. Yeah. And Han's car is hit by Mercedes-Benz, and it's driven by um, Deckard Shaw, mm-hmm. who is uh, Shaw's br- the oldest Shaw brother, and he actually is Owen. the one that technically killed uh, Han. He killed and Han. he calls up Dominic Toretto, and it's a scene from the next movie. Mm-hmm. I I liked it. I thought they, they blended it in pretty well. It's I lost completely... my shit in the theater. Yeah, it was really yeah, badass. I, I, there was I, a rumor that Jason Statham was in the movie, but I didn't know who he was. And when they saw this, I was like, what the fuck? I, I lost my shit, too, when yeah. I was watching it at home. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I, I, I really like Tokyo Drift. So I was like, man, they never give any love to that fucking movie. And then yeah. when this happened, I was like, what the fuck's going so, on? I, I thought the same. And I didn't know why they were showing. I was like, oh, okay, so they're just going to show that Han, Han dies died. and it's up to date. And now we're going in chronological order. But then he steps out of the car and he calls Dom and like just like you, James, I freaked the fuck out. And yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I was excited for it. Yeah, me I too. liked it. It works. What about you, Nabil? No, I agree. That's the same thing. Um, it really made you feel like I can't wait till the next film. What's gonna happen? How is he a bad guy? And then some unexpected stuff happened. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. 
Leading to which is our next film here, guys. The seventh film in the Fast and Furious franchise, Furious 7. The most important thing in life will always be the people right here, right now. That's what's real. Hello? Dominic Toretto. You don't know me. You're about to. Remember Owen Shaw? This is his big bad brother. He's a special forces assassin. They created a monster. Looks like the sins of London have followed us home. Being hunted. So this was came out in 2015 because technically it was delayed. So a little bit. Um, it was it actually because it takes place in 2014 still. That's mm-hmm. why the the movie technically, if we were looking at the um, uh, what's it called the timeline timeline. Uh, this is the highest rated one at 81 percent. And Deckard Shaw seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his family for his comatose brother. This is actually directed by James Wan, who did Saw in 2004, Insidious in 2010, The Conjuring in 2013, and Aquaman in 2018. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, everybody's really back for this one for the most part. Uh, I don't want to keep just listening Who's these off. alive, at least. Uh, the new characters here is uh, Natalie Emmanuel plays uh, Ramsey. She's, I think, most famous for Game of Thrones for the most part. Yep. And um, which it's weird because I mean at the time I didn't realize it was her. Neither did I. Uh, and then Kurt Russell is in this movie. He plays Mister Nobody. Mm-hmm. So the movie here we kind of have two bad guys. We have Jason Statham uh, playing Deckard Shaw, and then we have uh, Digimon Hansu as Jaconde. Uh, I did also give a little special shout out here. Tony uh, Jaw, the uh, martial artist, is uh, Kiet in this one. So this is one of his first like um, American, American movies, yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Right on. Uh, unfortunately, this movie is the uh, Paul Walker's last film because he, he unfortunately died in 2013 yeah, in a rip. car crash. So uh, they do pay really good tributes to him, and they used uh, body doubles in this one, CG. They used two of his brothers to help out, and another actor to finish out his scenes that were because he died halfway complete. in production or something. Yeah, he died yeah. during the break. Yep, they took a break right. in production, so that like January I think or something like that, and he uh, died unfortunately. Yeah. A uh, memorable quote in this one is Dom. It says, one last ride for Damn. this movie. Uh, so this one, basically, for the most you part. Sh- you um, sure that's the one? Yeah, that's the one. You, it, it's not uh, It's not. I don't know, half wins. I have, oh, yeah, I have it could have been this one, right? <laughs> Shit. I, probably I have family. I have family. So I'll start out with you here, Nabil. So this one, Furious 7. What did you think about it? And at this point, by the way, Nabil and I have seen them all in theaters. Yeah. I know this much. So... When I watched this again, I did not like it as much as I remember watching it in the theater. I want to say that's the last time we did a marathon was yeah. for before this movie came out. Yep. And when I saw it, I was it's it was all they just jumped so to so many places and I hadn't realized it cuz it was really cool there's seeing it in the theater. Going on, yeah. But there's yeah, exactly. This is a lot going on. I forgot that um they're globetrotting in this Jaconde was was a bad guy and a big like a big villain here. Cuz he doesn't matter. Yeah, Same. Cuz he really he, he disappears matter. for yeah. half the movie. Yep. Um, the main focus is Jason Statham's character, for sure. And initially, when they introduce him, it's pretty cool. 
Um, just him and Toretto going at it. You know, they're like crashed into each other. They play chicken and nobody chickens out. Um, and once again, not sure how they survived that. No, but well, it's reinforced. Head on he collision. reinforced his car. He said it. <laughs> he actually brings it up. He's like, you reinforced it. I'm like, yeah. is that what you were banking <laughs> on? Bro? And, and yeah. Dom comes out unscathed again. Yep. Again, nothing. Nobody he broke fine. it. He, he just cracked didn't his neck. Go off. He just cracked his neck. He was fine. Uh, so. kicked out the, kicked out the windshield and was like, all right, let go. But, <laughs> but as the, essentially after that scene, as it progresses, it does get crazier and crazier. And then at a certain point, the rock has a fucking chain gun or whatever. And a rail gun is just shooting people down. So, you know, craziness. But I will say that it was a fun film. And they did such a good job tributing the film to Paul Walker and how they ended it. I mean, I was oh, yeah. telling it's... James, I was like, I'm getting the feels all over yeah. again. Yeah, I actually was dreading watching this one because I remember in the theater, I was like, fuck. There was like people openly crying yeah, it was during sad. that last seg- sequence when the movie came out. I mean, it's pretty rough. Paul no, Walker was a really is. well-liked guy. He was, nice guy. He was very well-liked, liked, apparently incredibly nice. Yeah. And uh, it's just sad because then they do like a little montage too. Of, like, they do. All the, the, the movies, like, fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what did you think, Margo? So, when I first saw this movie, and when it opened up, and you showed, it showed the connections between Tokyo Drift and the previous movie, and how it was catching up to modern times, and it sort of didn't really hit its mark. Highest rated film of the franchise, by the way, eighty one percent. Yeah, I mean, it started off with a bang. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It and started off with a bang, and. Deckard Shaw looked like he was going to be like a really cool villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, Jason Statham is a villain. is a hardcore villain. Great. This is going to be a revenge story similar to Die Hard with a Vengeance where it's like brother avenging brother. This is going to be awesome. And like the bill said, it, it's too choppy. It goes all over the place. They should have focused on just one villain. Yeah. Shaw was There's your a villain. I, That's I do it. Everything. Like they, they could have just left him as the villain. And it made it seem like he was going to be hunting down the team. But yep. then they go into saying that the team has to find God's eye through the use of this hacker, Ramsey. And that's how they're going to find Shaw. But I'm like, you don't need to find them. He's, he's, he's finding trying, you guys. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to find you guys. I almost feel like, though, because Paul Walker died during this yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, I think they had to change it. I, yeah. I, this I'm is very much similar to other movies where somebody's died during production and they've continued to do it without sc- not just scrap the movie. True. It gets a little bit like this where it's like, man, this is kind of jumpy. It's like, well, there might be a reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that had a lot to do yeah. with it. But it was one of my qualms with the movies that there wasn't no, there wasn't a centralized villain, or they did have one, and then they went a different route. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's still fun though. The action sequences are really cool. I don't know why they had to do a helo jump using cars in this one. It's ridiculous, but actually, it's one of my favorite sequences. It's hilarious. It's, it is pretty cool. It's freaking Tyrese. Because like they're they're, they're planning out. everything, and the military yeah. guy is like, it's impossible to get there. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure a Navy SEAL can get on that thing. Those are some pretty. But, like, how do we get a street gang out there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, We're gonna use these cars and let's reinforce them and shit. Uh, that whole scene, though, when they're trying to rescue Ramsey, that whole set piece was just great. It's just ridiculous amounts of action. Yeah, bullets flying everywhere, Gatling guns That's shooting a good one, yeah. everywhere. It, is good, yeah. it it was a really good blend of things. The scenery was really cool with the with the mountain and the forest mm-hmm. around it. And then, of course, you have probably one of the most ridiculous action scenes ever. Where Dominic Toretto is trying to get Ramsey away from everybody that's hunting her down, I'm and he's just crashing through trees over a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, this is that was the really, only option, huh? This is really happening. And they he's both re- survived without he's a like, Put on your seatbelt. But but that's not all. 
that's not the grand finale. The grand finale is when he does a wheelie to try to distract the bad guys as they're pointing machine guns at him. Can mm-hmm. easily shoot him. That's how you deflect bullets, bro. And what he drives off a cliff. And the thing is just getting destroyed on the way down. And then they just both come out unscathed. That's it. And, and I'm like, sounds- wow. This, okay. All right. I feel it. I guess. Right. But uh, overall, um, it's a fun movie. It's not really on my top with the exception of the fact that they do attribute to Paul Walker. I thought that was very sentimental. And you can tell they're all saying kind of their goodbyes at the end of the movie, which is really sad. Yeah. Did I shed one? Yes, I did shed a tear, okay? Oh, of course. But, I mean, you know. Does a bear shit in the woods? Bro, <laughs> come on. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a fun movie. I don't, I mean, I like it. You, I, I think I like it better than you, Marco. Overall, I mean, there is a lot of funny shit in this movie, though. It's too. hilarious. And like, I mean, I like that you see Hector from the first movie mm-hmm. at Race Wars, yeah. and then uh, Iggy Azalea says that cringeworthy fucking line about "What's mm-hmm. up, Coast Girl." I was like, wow, they're still doing the amnesia thing here, okay? <laughs> um, and then me is pregnant again. It. I was like, man, we could have probably dodged this bullet, guys. Uh, you know what's weird? They do do the scene basically from Tokyo Drift, right? Where um, uh, Dom meets uh, Sean. Yeah. So basically, but you see the aftermath, and they're talking. And I like at, at a second, I was like, "Is he gonna join the crew?" Yeah, but then I remember he's so. supposed to be seventeen, not forty-three. So I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> he can't. He's still got to go to school tomorrow." They'll bring him. back. I like yeah. the the switch in the scene where they show the original scene from from Tokyo Drift, and then the new scene. You're like, "Ooh, Dom, yeah, you can't wait, son. He's definitely uh, aged." And he's like, don't worry. Oh, here's this bag full of stuff here, mister. <laughs> Just randomly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, he's like, like, I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel should be calling you mister. Yeah, he's like, thank you, sir. Um, I will say that I, the the new character, Ramsey, not bad. I She was cool. Uh, there's also like a fucking cameo by Ronda Rousey. She's fucking terrible in here, too, man. Yeah. Probably the bad. worst acting in the entire movie. Maybe the entire series. Uh, her and Gina Carino, like, both are MMA fighters, and both should not have been in these no. movies. I get it. They're trying to show, like, hey, I mean, we don't let the girls talk normally, but here we She's go. like, I'm so glad you came. It was getting boring. Me. I was like, Princess Leia? <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> I just don't know so what you're doing here. Get out. She just kind of phoned it in. I was like, oh. Uh, is the reason why they're it's, bodyguards. It's weird. Like, Hobbs is in the beginning of this movie. He does yeah. a crazy-ass stunt where he falls four stories and lives still too um and then disappears the whole movie and then comes back and, and um, again i feel like he well, probably had a broken arm i actually forgot leg. he was in the movie yeah. and then i was like oh yeah fuck hobbs in this i movie. feel like he has a bit he would have had a bigger role if paul walker hadn't passed away possibly because yeah. it, it was also because like the beef yeah. between him and vin diesel too it was starting it was, in this movie but it wasn't but it, full yeah. blown until the eighth one uh i thought it was tight as fuck that he chased that chain gun and just starts gunning <laughs> motherfuckers down and i was like you know what i like this uh, this, the final fight between Dom and Jason Statham, though, is just fucking <laughs> so, so corny. It's so corny, dude. Even I can say that, man. Oh, you um, can't dual wielding with wrenches. Fight? <laughs> yeah, and then they're just fighting. with. They're fighting. He has two wrenches. The other dude has, like, two sticks. I'm mm. like, what am I seeing here? How did Dom learn how to fight so well? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's doing some, like, Brian is shit. freaking fighting against Tony Jaw, like, fucking trying not to get his ass beat. And Dom is over here brawling on the street with Jason Statham. I mean, right? even before that, the, the rock part, like, he, he takes a ambulance and somehow times it perfectly to take out that predator. Right. I'm like, how did he know it was there? The fact that... And then he gets street, out. Street and cars are fine. surviving predators. And he's fine, by the way. He, yeah. he yeah. walked out of that like nothing. Unscathed. And then she's like... And then I did like his line where he said, woman, I am the Calvary. I was like, nice. <laughs> I mean, not respect toward women. I mean, but we're not on a good track record with that with this yeah. series. So... Um, 
the fact that Dom drives his car towards the helicopter, somehow grabs the vest, throws the explosive in, <laughs> lands, crashes, starts to die. Brian tries to resuscitate him. Letty tells him, no, stay away. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on right now. It is the most... Crazy I forgot that dream. whole scene happened until I saw it. I and was then like, he oh. just wakes up and was like, I can't tell you to love me. I saw and that scene actually, three times. This is the scene where they actually uh, reference Los Bandoleros. Like, they actually got married at the end of that sequence. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool that there's, oh, look, there's something from five years ago that we remember. Mm-hmm. I will say that ultimately the ending scene with uh, Brian and Paul, uh, Brian, Paul Walker's character and um, Dom at the very end, is very touching. I, I do like yeah. that scene, how he rolls up and they very true. They use it and it, it ends well. They could have ended it right here. Yep. This could have been it. Like, okay, cool. Also, but they didn't. Real quick, <laughs> Kurt Russell's Mr. Nobody was really awesome. I do like it him, yeah. Cool. yeah. It's a nice, intro- he gets introduced. He's a little movie. weird. Yeah. But he's, I mean, at this point though, you just roll. You know what? <laughs> if, the guy, if the guy wants to share a beer with you, I'm, yeah, I'm okay sure. with it. I like how sure. he's like, you really got to try that Belgian ale. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what you want to tell me, huh? <laughs> and it's like the theme of this is so different from, okay, just stop here. Like, I know we have two more movies to go over, but from 2001, like, this is the same cast, and they're doing this now. Like, did would you ever have thought that this no, series would all. evolve in 16 years from that point to this point? Nope. It's such a different series, but it, it's, it's, I mean, it's those kind of movies where you turn your, your brain off and you watch them. You just kind yeah. of roll with it. Yeah, so it's a roller coaster ride, really. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on now to the eighth film in the franchise. And that is The Fate of the Furious. They're still on us. These guys are taking this personal. You were only supposed to create a diversion, Roman. That was complete destruction. What you want from me? I'm Roman Pierce, man. It's what I do. Phase two. Phase two? What's phase two? Bounds away. Holy sh- You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw. But you're a family. The hell of a job, brother. When we get back to the base, beer's on me. He's about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You. Did you ever think you'd betray your family the way you did today? Dominic Toretto just turned on us. Well, 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 did you look at that? I don't know why he's doing this, but that wasn't dumb. (laughs) That came out in 2017. Uh, 67% Rotten Tomato score. Of course, we're consistent with the timeline now, 2017. When a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of terrorism and a betrayal of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them as never before. Uh, Directed by F. Gary Gary. He did Friday, The Negotiator, which is a good film. The Italian Job and Straight Outta Compton. Did it for quite a few good films, I think. Hmm. Um... And all the original cast comes back um, that are still alive. And also Luke Evans comes back as Owen. Um, it's the new characters. Scott Eastwood as Little Nobody, which is hilarious. A nickname for him. Yeah. He, he, has, <laughs> he has no name. So no, it isn't. I mean, that's how you go with him. And uh, Helen Mirren comes as Queenie. The villain in this film, surprise, surprise, Charlize Theron as Cypher. And a memorable quote is actually from Roman. And he says, number 11, my ass. And, and he shoots I mean, someone on a snowmobile. Yeah, that's he's. I mean, he's literally on he a Lamborghini door being dragged because yeah. he's an expert marksman. No one knows how. I guess from prison. Who knows? 
Because I, I guess his whole guns in prison. This yeah. whole time he was holding back, like he he actually could hold his own, but he's like, nah, I'm just not going to do anything. I mean, he dodged all those bullets that were when he was literally on a Lamborghini door in the open and didn't get yeah. even. He like, was submerged scraped. underwater and did not get hypothermia. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, back to the story. So uh, <laughs> let's go into this. Let's start with you, Marco. What did you think about the film? Uh, I actually really liked this one. I thought that it was beyond ridiculous. Beyond it's is a not even too enough. ridiculous it's for me. It's way over the top. Yeah, yeah, I but I was like, man, this I'm like there's no way they can top all the crazy shit from 7 and then I watch 8 and I'm like, you know what? Never mind. I stand corrected. They can. Mm-hmm. The, it had some of the most ridiculous action set pieces. Seven had cars driving in Mumbai from building to building. Abu and, Dhabi. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, was it Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Sorry, yeah. Abu Dhabi. And this one. Oh, has yeah, we never them. brought that up. Yeah. Ridiculous in yeah. Seven. Oh, three, fuck. three buildings. Twice, not just once. Huh. Twice. He goes into three buildings. Why doesn't it have brakes? Why was car. I like? In meanwhile, I was like, man, if I ever this ever happens to me, I'm gonna have to figure this out. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. What am I saying? <laughs> but uh, aside from that, though. I like that they're that they actually are pitted against Dom. Yeah. You know, I know it's a reversal from having to go against Letty, quote unquote. But it, I kind of like that. I like that Charlize Theron's villain. She was very menacing. She's very. She was. She's a really formidable villain, which I really liked. There was real stakes, I think, in this one too. Yeah. At least for Dom, I can't say for everybody else, but for Dom, there was. I mean, I don't know how in like the last uh, three or four years the chick didn't yeah. tell her, <laughs> right? Tell him that she had a kid. She was like, I couldn't tell you in between being reunited with Letty. I'm like, that was two movies ago. <laughs> Dude, it's what funny are you talking that about? The Rock and Vinny have so much beef in this. Yet the storyline is damn near a WWE storyline. Really? If you think yeah. about it, yeah, true. I guess so. The drama and yeah, the ridiculousness of, of it all—it mm-hmm. sounds off. There are familiar. a lot of WWE yeah. characters. There is. So. That's very true. But uh, over, overall, uh, I still, I, I did like it. I did enjoy it. It was fun. The submarine sequence at the end when they're in Russia and they're literally facing a submarine in the snow. I thought it was filmed very well. I mean, it's it's bonkers, it's batshit insane, but it, it looks. What are you talking? Fu- the Rock grabs a torpedo and throws it at a, yeah. a truck. He jumps out the car. With I can his do that. Can you guys look at the torpedo? Uh, and grabs how, it. How, and he literally how, grabs how, it. It says, "Turn me." <laughs> to probably the last line he'll ever say to Tyrese, by the way. Yeah. Which is funny. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what about Dominic? Outrunning a missile going 2,000 miles an hour in a car going 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Or what about Dominic getting shot by five cars and they're like, he's got to have 3,000 horses. 5,000 horses. 4,000. I was like, he no, must guys. have five. And I was like, not that's thing. not real. It's, it's, it's I don't know crazy. why. He just like turns, cornered, his, turns his car around, jumps towards the fucking submarine just in time for the heat seeking missile to destroy the submarine. Yeah, he timed it, bro. Just clips the snow. Fucking real. With a device that could be shot into space in like 0 to 60 seconds. Okay, I get it. I get it. But aside from that... (laughs) At least Hobbs has no accent. So, I mean... That's true. He finally drops it. It's finally gone. Yeah, it's gone, guys. I I did notice that they shared no scenes. That him and Vin Diesel shared no scenes in this one. Yeah, they had a lot of... uh, This was the start of a lot of the drama on this series, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They share a scene at the very end. They're okay now, though. 
Yeah, him can yeah because the money's Tyrese. Falling. That's Tyrese uh, that now is the one but, I hate, but he doesn't have uh, any stake in anything. But overall, at, at this point, my brain has been completely turned off, and I really enjoyed this one. And it's actually at the top because of how ridiculous and how self-aware it is of itself. So, yeah. I I really liked it. What, what about what about you, James? It's not on my top, but I mean, it's like the fourth best or so to me. But um, I think there's there's a lot here that just comes off as weird. First off, creating Shaw's a hero. It, it, yeah, man. I just could never get over the fact that he killed Han. He Same. No matter Forget what. Forget about even that. Okay, you killed Han. You didn't know. Misunderstanding. You tried to bomb Dom, his sister, and his baby. Yeah, yeah. their house exploded. Yeah, you sent that's a, a child as home. Package. Yep. Gone. Han's head was probably in that thing, bro. Jesus. I don't know. I tried to make a little more horror story. Um, I, that's what, dude, that's what I thought, too. I was like, did he put Han's head in that shit? I was like, the soundtrack is fire for this fucking one, though. It that g Easy song just it hits. So, um, <laughs> let's start it out here, guys. So... I yeah I didn't the whole thing with the baby was a bit like out of left field. I, I still don't like really like that whole part but it, of it. Th- I think I think that it makes sense to give him another like some kind of stakes. No, fa- it's because it. It, truly they did a lot of stuff in this movie because they lost Brian. Yeah, and Paul Walker's Paul they Walker to kind of find a way. To I make mean, it. for God's sake, Scott Eastwood is actually brought in to almost replace Brian. Because uh, they were like, hey, we need a white guy. So they were like, <laughs> the hey. same fucking haircut. No, it's funny. Mm, he, his haircut is very reminiscent of his dad's, which is yeah. funny. Because I'm like, dude, I think they wish they had fucking Clint Eastwood for when he was in his 20s. Because mm-hmm. Scott Eastwood is the closest out of all of Clint Eastwood's kids. Scott Eastwood looks closest to him. Right. True. Kind of cool that uh, the Game of Thrones wilding guy is in this one. Rhodes. He doesn't. Yeah. He says all of like two lines. But, it, um, but he's pretty badass though. It's not bad. Uh, so Elena came back. She had a little secret. Dom's a daddy. Um, that's a little weird. I, I get it. But I guess I just the Shaw thing bugs me still. They're just really cool yeah. with him joining up. I would have been like, what the fuck, guys? Han was our best friend, dude. For and years. The only person that's upset about it really is Hobbs. But He's dude, the then they're joking. They're playing grab ass and joking around, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the zombie car sequence is cool, but I think it's a little overdone, which is a lot to say in these movies. Really, the at way. the end of that sequence, yeah, it's a little bit too much. And then uh, Dom rolls up looking like the Punisher for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> He's just I, like, you know what? I actually kind of like that scene. I thought it was, it was pretty. pretty cool. It's badass. not bad, but it's also really random. It's like, dude, what the fuck is this shit all about? Mr. Nobody, I do like that he does come back in this one. It's just, but he's more, even he, he kind of more like checks in on him. Yeah. So it's more of like even a cameo role, I'd say. Well, I mean, he's checking up on Scott, right? Or Little Nobody. Really. Little Nobody. He's just like, hey, you know, he's like, I can handle it. I'm like, well, you're not in the ninth movie, so I'm assuming yeah. <laughs> So I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, did you guys find it crazy that like Dom literally breaks Rhodes' neck when he like finds out his kid's okay? He just snaps yeah, the wild guys like yeah. later, cuz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that plane sequence though with the Shaw brothers showing up and they're yeah, just like cool. king the fuck out of everyone. I like that sequence. It was a lot. cool that they so had good. Luke Evans in there and then they had the kind of dynamic of the older brother, younger brother. Yeah. Because Luke Evans was such a bad, like a badass and a bad guy in the sixth film. Yeah. And then you have Shaw, you know, his older brother there, and it's kind of just putting him down, saying that he's not, where he didn't even want him to do the job. He's like, I could do this myself. I don't need him. And I kind of do have an issue that, like, they. I mean, I get it. It's, uh, it's, these are not movies you're supposed to look t- into too much, but they forgive Dom like nothing. Oh, like, yeah. oh right, he's back on our side. I'm like, hold on, motherfucker, you're mm-hmm. gonna try to kill us. Yeah, without any explanation whatsoever. Yeah. He, and by the way, he, no hasn't, he hasn't explained himself at all. He doesn't at all. It happens off screen. He doesn't say yeah. they have my kid. He doesn't say nothing. I'm like, you have every opportunity now to say it, and you could easily get on a walk talk and say. I'm sorry. They had my kid. <laughs> Some family equals know. everything. Yep. Sons of bitches. 
Um, and then it's funny, like uh, Cipher gets away. She's like free, so Which, I mean, you know, she's a she's already part in the ninth. She's in the ninth movie, so yeah. they've already announced that. Uh, they're like Hobbs on a break. I wrote, "Good thing he ain't doing any kind of spinoff." And then <laughs> I said, "Yo, Shaw, you still killed Han, man." So I mean, that's yeah, how I, I ended it. I mean, yeah, they're all sitting in the di- dinner together at the end. I'm like, this is fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. You got all the guys that used to be like bad. bad. Does everybody that's a bad guy become good? I'm like, why don't they? Braga comes out of nowhere. He's like, How's yeah. it going, everybody? with Tego and shit. I mean, uh, they do show up. Donald Mars character do. do show up. They have a nice little like connection to everything in this one. So I, ke- I kept telling James, I'm like, if the bad guy from Too Fast Too Furious comes back, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I hope not. Uh, what did you think overall, though? I once again, by the way, we saw this film. Uh, in theaters, and yeah. I had a really bad ear infection when I saw this movie. It is. It's my first time ever seeing it and being able to hear the whole thing. Um, I will say that I think the quote was wrong, and you should have done the one where it's like, "We promised we wouldn't bring him into it." <laughs> oh, Brian! For Brian, <laughs> I didn't want to, man. It just didn't seem right. But um, yeah, I mean, Brian's not in the film, so there's there's that. If, they do a pretty piss poor mention, reasoning of why yeah, they don't bring him back. And like, honestly, that's his life now. the stakes that they okay. brought up for Dominic in this would have been like. Brian would want to actually be here, or Mia would have been involved. Oh, that's, absolutely. But, he would but I mean, I get one. it. Obviously, Do you miss the bullets? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I liked I liked the a lot of the action sequences, like you guys said. Um, I actually enjoyed a lot of them. They were fun. Um, Cypher was a pretty good bad guy. I mean, he kills um, his... Uh, what's her name? Elena. Um, but... And that was pretty sad and shocking because I didn't know the. Because in any of these films, there, there hasn't been a, like a main character death unless it was like, oh, because something happened before, so it has to be done now. Like, this is actually like a new death that's happened. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. it helped yeah. that, it, truthfully, though, it was kind of a convenient way to get Elena out of the picture. Yeah, I mean, really, though. And now, like, Letty and Dom have a kid, like, there you go. Now, they, yeah, because they're talking it was, about it. was a little bit of both, but I still enjoyed it. It, yeah. it, was, it was nice to I see. I think Dom that. says at one point, he's like, no more side chicks. Sorry. <laughs> I, I also like that uh, Cypher is in the film as a, another like connection to everything. So now it all has meaning. Do you like her? She, Did you the, like her dreads? Uh, that was intense. I don't Cultural know. appropriation. What, what was the point of Cultural the appropriation? I was, well, no, I just mm, it bothered yeah, me. It bothered yeah. me. It did bother I was me. Like, I was like, why does she have dreads though? Yeah. I was like, is that like a hacker lifestyle? I'm like, I'm like is that so. necessary? There was someone else on our crew that had dreads too. Shut the fuck up! Really? I, I'm not shitting you. I'll I like, just noticed the one dude that? had to keep his red hair and beard because he was still filming Game of Thrones. So yeah, yeah. he basically just came off set like, "What are we doing?" Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> he looked lost in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. That's why he only has like two lines. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit! I think he's still his accent kind of came in and out too. I'm like, what is he? Yeah. By <laughs> for for a minute, I thought he was gonna be like, "Where's the big woman?" I was like. Fuck, wrong movie, oh, dude. That's not the right one, big boy. But he's got giant's milk in one hand. <laughs> Jesus. But it was, I mean, you know, enjoyable. I, I'm gonna tell you, I saw this after seeing all these other films. F- Fury Seven is. I started to get a bit like uh, tired of seeing all this action. The eighth film really hit me. It's like, oh man, I'm just so fatigued of seeing all these. Um, and then we had to see Hobbs and Shaw. All right, and on to the main course. We the finale. Yeah, we have reached it finally. After eight movies of just complete batshit insaneness, we have reached. Bill, stop crying. You who made it? (laughs) Took so long. He's smoking a cigarette. Fuck. He's holding those snakes again. I don't know why. (laughs) Not yet, Nabil. We're not done yet. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Pick a door. All right, then. No, that's my door. Pick another door. What's wrong with you? 
You know what? You were right. This is your door. What's the matter? You got a lot of bad guys behind that door? took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half the population, and I want it back. So this one came out in 2019, and it is current with the current timeline. The current... Wow, it's too many currents. <laughs> <laughs> Any more currents, Marco? They're sweet. I'm the losing run. words. We've done too many fucking movies. <laughs> the uh, Rotten Tomato score right now, as of right now, is 66%. That's current. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, the the plot of this movie is lawman Luke Hobbs and outcast Deckard Shaw form an unlikely alliance when a cyber genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. And this is where we've come, guys. Yeah. <laughs> is it? What, is this fucking Terminator? What the fuck is this? Basically, basically a better version of it. <laughs> so this movie is directed by David Leach, who did John Wick in 2014, Atomic Blonde in 2017, and Deadpool 2 in 2018. He'll also be directing the upcoming movie based on the video game, The Division. Oh shit, look, my dream came true. And finally, I literally included that. Keep so, it in your pants. Yes. Yes. So the notable returning characters for this one is, of course, Dwayne Johnson as Hobbs, Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw, and Helen Mirren as Queenie. The new characters are Vanessa Kirby as Hattie Shaw and Isa Gonzalez as Madam M. So the main villain of this one is the great... Idris Elba, who plays Brixton. The memorable quote for this one is actually from Brixton when he says, Look at me. I'm Black Superman. I need a little more Cockney accent. <laughs> I, I cannot do a Cockney accent. There's a couple times I was like, I'm going to need to hit closed captioning on this bitch. He, he didn't have to do any dialect coaching there. That was his voice. Guys. No. So uh, let's start here with uh, you, James. Yeah, your name. Um, so for, for the most part, yeah. It's fun. It's a fun action film. Uh, I wasn't expecting much going in this one. I, I do like uh, Hobbs and Shaw, the two characters. They do have a good like interaction. I think at sometimes it goes on a little bit too long. Yeah. I think the movie goes on about twenty minutes too long. Yeah. As well, and I think they reveal way too much in the fucking trailer on this one. I all the action yeah, scenes. Yeah. I, I agree. mean, for the most part, uh, there still were a few surprises, which I did appreciate, and there were. Uh, I think for the most part, it does a good blend of comedy and action. I did still. I mean, that, I guess that would be the signature Fast and Furious kind of feel of it. Is that there are some? It's not really a focus on cars. It's more of an action movie. True. I don't. I don't think it surpasses the ridiculousness of seven and eight, though. No. I mean, we do have Hobbs jumping out a window at one point and just. <laughs> Taking people out on a uh, on a zip line or something like that, yep. it is fucking yeah. ridiculous. And they do chain those cars together, which I was actually really looking forward to, mm-hmm. to bring down a helicopter. And um, James was on the edge of his seat. He couldn't. I was. I was literally yelling out "Uso" and shit. Like <laughs> the Rock just straight up did a Captain America move and just like was like, Yo, and it worked. To hold it back. It worked. I, I could not sit back down. If you know what I mean. <laughs> what about you, Nabil? <laughs> Um, well, James... Put, put the snakes down to yeah. Bill, please. Um, those aren't snakes. They... Uh, 
Sorry, this, this is what happens when we do yeah, these types of marathons, guys. A lot of films, guys. Uh, the riff was great. Just them going off of each other back and forth, all the jokes. I Which laughed is, every time. I gotta ask you, though. Yeah. Did you think it was weird? Because technically, they were kind of cool by the end of eight. So I'm like, why do they yeah. fucking hate each other again? I still don't know why they were... I mean, they call each other bros at the end of it. Like, they're friends and family Probably. or whatever. Yeah. Just brothers. completely not consistent. Yeah, I Uso, asked myself Uso's the same bro. thing. Yeah. Who's this, bro? But the joking and just playing off of each other, whoever wrote the script, amazing. It was, it was just... Every fucking joke that they did was hilarious. Just back and forth, making fun of each other. Yeah. And that's what kept me going because, God, just the action just kept getting, like, again, I was so fatigued at this point. I just, like, just keep going, guys. I will say the car chase with the, in the beginning with the McLaren, uh, mostly cool. because I love that car. It was just so cool to see that in action and them driving around and, you know, trying yeah. to go on the street and everything in London. So that was nice to see that. The, when they were jumping out the building and going down the, the ropes and fucking the rock jumps out. And From then, one guy to the next, I was like, <laughs> I guess that's just the way they just in it. the elevator going down. It's like, we're fine. And then the, they, they kind of killed the payoff in the trailer. But when they go into separate rooms to fight the bad guys, it was pretty funny, though. So. Yeah, that was the one we, yeah. we've seen for like a year at this point. Right. So. Did, did you like Idris Alba's uh, motorcycle? Yeah, I actually thought he was pretty cool. That motorcycle was pretty dope. I wish it was real. It's not. <laughs> it was cool, though. I mean, like Mark was saying, it's it's he's damn near a Terminator. Yeah. And I mean, it looked better than the new one coming out. He was a pretty so. formidable bad guy. Like, he was trying to. <laughs> I just realized what you said there. Um, he's not wearing a flannel. No, he's not. No. He's kind uh, of daily. He's actually like fucking jacket. menacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is, and I mean, I like that they bring up that there's like a bigger picture to this one too. Yeah. And I was, I was hoping I was like, is it a connection to the other ones? Like, who's the? I don't know. There's some kind of mystery. I like it that His they voice didn't, like release that mystery at the end either oh, no, in the post credits. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Yeah, it's like we're gonna find out what's gonna happen. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I kind of like that. I mean, the film did well, I think. So definitely there'll be a sequel. They're they're making sequels, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the surprise cameos in there, hilarious. So I like those. A um, lot. Detective Pikachu sent it. It is. It is definitely holds true to the definition of action comedy. Heavy on the comedy, heavy on the action. So yeah. I was all for it. What about you, Marco? I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I I didn't have very high expectations for it, just based on the on the trailer alone. But I, I had fun with it. I thought that some of the jokes went on a little too long, and some of them seemed forced. Like I, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah for the, I'm for like, the most we part, we get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As they're happening along with the action sequences, it seems more fluid and more natural. But there were some scenes where I'm just like, you guys are just trying to create conflict. I get it, but it seems a little bit too forced. Like, shouldn't you guys seem... squash this by now? Like, just work. Even the yeah. even at one point, Brixton's like, you guys can't even work together. I'm like, now, now given I I saw this, I had just finished Fate of the Furious mere minutes before watching this movie. Yeah. So I, I mean, my can mind, we do this the best way? Maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in my mind, it's still ingrained that yeah, these guys looked like they were cool with each other for the most part, or, or had a mutual respect at the end. Of when eight. the Rock was wearing that vest at the very end, <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. Stone Cold only, Steve Austin. Uh, <laughs> only for them to come at each other's throats with this one, which I, I still didn't get. But it was fun. The plot was ridiculous. The the fact that these cybernetic bad guys exist in the world now it's like wow you guys are just up in the ante like so much they used to do street races mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god <laughs> now they're trying to stop like super fucking human robots okay i get it did but, did his daughter's actors change too no i think she was the same the same one yeah I think she looked different. a little different she looked different she, to me i was like world. man this, this she looked dog, younger no she looked older did she yeah no, she looked way older i was like this looks like, a different was like actress. i'm fine out right now how many years have gone by in this 
but o- overall, the, uh, overall, the, the action was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The 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 scenes when I, I agreed, Nabil, where they have the McLaren and they're also uh, being chased by the motorcycle. Idris Elba just, is just such a menacing character. I kept looking over to James and our buddy Mikey, who we, who we saw it with, and. I kept asking him why wasn't this guy casted in Terminator because he's yeah. much more menacing. And I kept yeah. asking him, "Can you please keep it down?" <laughs> <laughs> he kept no, no. He kept asking me to sit down. I kept standing up in like, my chair and yelling you, it out loud. Can you stop being that guy in the theater? Yeah, sorry. And it was a different character, by the way. It is. I knew it. I knew it. It didn't look like the same girl, especially because I had just seen it too. But uh, I was like the other one looked kind of different. It's it's kind of interesting that they've expanded the Shaw family with Vanessa Kirby. She How'd you was, like her? Dude, Vanessa Kirby's just... She's fucking adorable, okay? She's just great. I like her as an actress. I like her in... She was in, in uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. I thought She might be the new Catwoman, too. Uh, that's what I heard, too, and I'm really excited about that. But I thought she added a really good element to the movie. She was funny. She was cool. All her scenes were great. I enjoyed it. The, the little back and forth between her and Deckard Shaw was great. It is ridiculous, though, that like her plot line is like she has to extract the virus... And they literally strap it up on her like a backpack, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. just stick around us." That yeah. was kind of weird. What? The whole ending part. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, That's "Oh, the only I have thirty-three minutes left, but this will take thirty minutes." I was like, cool. "How convenient." I was like, "Okay, cool." She, you all a, did it with garage parts yeah. from cars. She's I, dude, I, I his brother was like, "I got it." I was like, yeah. "How? <laughs> How did you do that, sir? This is a chop shop." She Not even pulls up. She's like, fly. "Is it a good idea for me to front lines?" And he's like, I, "Yeah, I mean, the closer better. you are, the better." I think. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Hide her on a boat and get the hell out of here, dude. What are you doing? A lot of this movie makes absolutely no fucking sense. Um, I, I just, I just went with it. Uh, the, the whole car chain thing, trying to haul the helicopter. I'm like, oh jeez, here we go. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Did not have a problem with that. Fuck. They they have the accuracy of Hawkeye shooting those I fucking mean, yeah. chains. They've they've done it before. And the, yeah, they've they've practiced <laughs> since that. of course since six. Yeah, dude, they had um two and a half hours to <laughs> build everything too. Uh, absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> D- dig a ditch and then marco was like i guess there are like 25 of them I'm like, mm, I, guess. <laughs> I guess i don't know maybe they had the whole island help them but hey okay I oh it. by the I way the whole island comes to go and stop them at the end and their guns were working because it was only six minutes so they could have just mowed them all down just saying that's what i'm right saying they're like cool thanks <laughs> right i'm like i don't think these guys are gonna go down without a fight yeah. but I'm okay. like, we're, in, we're in hawaii tonight the, i really enjoyed the cameos ryan reynolds and kevin hart were just hilarious funny and they uh they added some really good <clears throat> comedic relief i actually found their comedic lines a little funnier than the the little banter between Hobbs and Shaw. I almost feel like a lot of it opinion. was um, improvised as well. Yeah. They're really good at that. It's funny. Like Overall, uh, fun film. I, I would recommend it if you're a fan of the franchise. If you just want to go see a movie and not think and just f- have fun and f- you know forget about life, then go see this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so that's the end of the marathon to a point, but I want to cap it off here because uh, this is this is going to be a two-hour long podcast. This is going to be fun to edit. Question here, guys. So I'm going to start with Marco first since this is your first time watching them all. Are you a fan of this series now? Did this make you a fan? Yeah, I am. I they're they're just fun action movies. Yeah. I I mean that's. Do you feel like you got you you were left out a bit for the last couple of years because like all these new ones coming out? You're like, well, fuck, I don't know any of these. With the recent four movies, five movies that have come out, yeah, I do. I that's wish like, I would have seen some of these in theaters because some of the 
set pieces look like they would really good in IMAX too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I really am looking forward to the future of the franchise. Yeah, you're Hopefully, set now. See, yeah. we got you set, Mark. Hopefully, they can keep up. You know, the, with with executing properly. I don't know. Yeah, you know, definitely. This will be the second or technically third movie without Paul Walker. So we'll see yeah. how how that goes. What about you, Nabil? Uh, is this what what did this do for you? The marathon? Did you enjoy it overall? I mean, I know you got burned out. Yeah, I mean, I got burned out near the end, honestly. Seeing him back-to-back, I wouldn't recommend watching it like that. It's a bit intense. I will tell you that for anybody new to the franchise, um, if you just try to jump in over here, you're going to get lost on whatever the plot is. If you're okay with just wanting to see them on screen, you know, you'll get lost, and it, the plot doesn't really mean anything, and you can have fun. But if you're trying to... It's hard enough to keep track with it watching all these films. Um, so jumping in from a fresh start might be hard. I'd say if anything, if you want to marathon it, Depends maybe start where you start. Four. Yeah. yeah, I'd say the start from four, and and you can kind of catch up know. with everything. You almost have to watch all these films. Yeah, movies. and if you do watch him, uh, we took James's advice. Watch him in the in order. order they came out. Yeah. Don't don't watch four. Don't try five, to insert and, Tokyo yeah. Drift after yeah, six. Exactly. It's not gonna work the best way. You're gonna feel weird seeing flip phones after <laughs> seeing a whole bunch of future tech yeah. before that. So I mean, and to add to your uh, quote on that too, Nabil, uh Janelle, my girlfriend went and saw Hobbs and Shaw with us, mm-hmm. and she's never seen any of them. Yeah, and I mean that that works as a standalone film for the most part. Like, yep. she didn't need to know anything about. That's that. the same with my wife. She hasn't seen any. I don't think she's seen any. If not, just the first one. She didn't watch this marathon with me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm not about that life. And she was. She enjoyed it. She enjoyed seeing The Rock and uh, Jason Statham on screen. She thought it was funny. So, so last two questions here, guys. Uh, Fast Nine is uh, currently being filmed right now. Justin Lin is back in the seat doing it. Did, are you guys excited about that? Are you looking forward to it? And uh, Jordana Brewster's returning as well. So I did not know that Jordana Brewster was returning, mm-hmm. um, but I am excited to see Justin Lin. He's done a lot of work in the franchise, and I kind of yeah. consider this as his baby. So I hope that he's able to give it a good closeout for the first two, uh, the night last two, and then mm-hmm. you know they whatever they want to do from there is up to them. But he can at least finish his his story that he's been trying to build here. Yeah, definitely. So. I, I agree, too. I'm excited with him coming back. I think he did a good job at veering the franchise at where it needs to be in yeah. order to survive. So I, lo- I look forward to that. It's going to you know, seem a little bit more connected to what we're used to seeing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, guys, let's rank them out. So, Nabil, we're going to start with you here. Let us know uh, your ranking of the films and let us know which one is on top and the reason why and the worst one why. And just really brief, just to kind of end it out here. Yeah. Uh, Fast Five, favorite hands down, has all the cast together. Everybody, it's a big crazy heist, but his introduction of The Rock it's a brings up quote. some states. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's fun overall. Like it, it's what the franchise is now, and and yeah, it's just great. no, definitely. Um, Dennis Furious Six, Fate of the Furious, Furious Seven, Hobbs and Shaw, Tokyo Drift, Fast Furious Four, The Fast and the Furious, and bottom too fast to furious as much as i liked having tyrese in there he was actually did a lot of good with uh, brian the the film the plot there, there was just nothing in this film and if you didn't have it in the franchise you wouldn't have missed anything to be honest so you could probably skip it actually. yeah yeah uh what about you marco i would have to agree with nabil's number one fast five is probably my favorite too i just feel like it's very well fit even though the bad guy is not, Reyes is not as prominent as some of the other ones like Shaw or Cypher, I still think that overall as a movie, as a story, it's great. Like I said, I like how it shows them planning, similar to like an Ocean's Eleven style type movie. And it also shows them failing at every single turn until finally they're able to figure it out and complete the plan. So yeah. I, I like that. It wasn't too over the top also with as far as the action set pieces. 
and it's it's <laughs> just <laughs> it's still dragging. It's yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, you're dragging you're dragging the fucking I mean. vault. Okay, but uh, overall, I felt like it worked, and it's one of the the few movies where the whole team finally meets and and assembles together, Avengers style. Second would be uh, Fast and Furious Six, Fate of the Furious would be my number three. I know it's not as it's a little bit of a mess, but I think that Cypher as a villain works, and it's nice to see the entire team versus Dom. So that was a really interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's up there. I know it's not a popular opinion, but that's just mine. Uh, Tokyo Drift would be the next one, and I would say Fat, uh, Fast Furious 7. Sorry. Furious 7. Yeah. Furious 7. It gets so confusing with name, Fast, yeah, Furious, Furious, Not Furious, right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Furious 7 would be next, followed by Fast and Furious, The Fast and the Furious, and then Too Fast, Too Furious. Because, I mean, that movie's just a no-brainer, dude. Yeah. It's just, it's it's not really that really good when you compare it to the other ones. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, James? So you didn't rank Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> He's like, unranked. <laughs> Okay. Uh, if I had to rank Hobbs and Shaw, I would put it right in between Fate of the Furious and Tokyo Drift. Nice. All right, so my ranking, guys, Fast Five. I, I mean, I've talked about it a lot about this one. It's got a lot of action. It's good mix. Uh, the introduction of The Rock really changed this franchise. Yeah. Uh, second one's Furious 7. I really like that movie. It ends perfectly, too. Uh, number three is Fast and Furious 6. Four is the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. I mean, personally, I mean, that's probably high for some people, but uh, truthfully, I just really like that movie. Uh, plus that soundtrack. Uh, five, The Fate of the Furious. Six, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Seven is The Fast and the Furious. Eight, Fast and Furious. And then nine is Too Fast, Too Furious. Because it's terrible. So, And Eva Mendes sleeps through a roll. <laughs> Both times. Okay, guys. So, thank you for listening. That is the end of the Fast and Furious Marathon. We made it, guys. Presented by the Movie Pals. Uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all the feedback, responsive reviews. Uh, let them know how they can reach us, Marco. Check us out on our social media on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Movie Pals Pod. Like James said, thank you so much for following us, for messaging us, for giving us any type of feedback. We really appreciate it. And also subscribe to us on any of the following mediums on iTunes or Google Play Music, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We'd really appreciate it. So guys, tune in next time to episode 55 where we'll be reviewing the new horror film, Ready or Not, and also doing a mini review of the Studio Ghibli film, Pompoco. Until then, this is James and Marco and Nabil. Have a good one. Hello.